Hello, everyone. This is episode 34 of Sketch Watch Play, and did you know Dodongo dislikes smoke? I am John Flurry. I'm Bianca. And we are a monthly podcast talking games, cartoons, TV, movies, and all sorts of geeky pop culture. You can follow us at SketchWatchPlay on Twitter or Facebook.com SketchWatchPlay. Uh, if you want to listen to episodes, we're on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, most directories under the sun. And with this episode, we're back to the rotating co-host style. No Chris again for a while. Uh, but we're also uh, – I'm crossing a goal off the podcast bucket list because Bianca is the – uh, last remaining co-host of Generation Animation to guest star on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming, and I I place a lot of blame there myself actually because uh, I think I've reached out to you for something like a year, but every time we've come close, I've had to say wait. Um, yeah. And I think we were, we were hoping to do this a lot sooner, but then Chris was really interested and offered to have me over but we were like hey let's wait if we're gonna talk game hearts let's wait a few more weeks until three is actually out and even before that we had picked our main topic you had picked our main topic for this episode so this episode's been a long time coming behind the scenes at least but bianca tell us a little about you know yourself and uh generation animation for those who haven't listened to the previous co- co-host guest appearances all right so i was actually approached uh by felipe for generation animation we did a test episode and he's like oh yeah you're gonna be one of the hosts and I was very, very shocked. I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, that's good. I, I haven't really podcasted before. But, yeah, genera- Generation Animation is just a general animation talk podcast. So, we talk about anime. We talk about, West, quote-unquote, Western animation. It's just every, anything animated. Yep. We talk. Sometimes an individual movie. Sometimes a TV show. Sometimes, like, a topic or a franchise. A lot of fun ideas. And if, you, if you've been listening to us for a while and you like our cartoon talk, but you have yet to listen to these guys, highly recommend them. Uh, if you've listened to episodes with either Felipe, Tyler, uh, Dave, or Mark, that, that's where I, how I know them. And uh, we'll call back to Mark. Uh, our first topic is actually something we discussed briefly a little over a year ago when the first teaser came out. And Bianca, I understand you're, you're pretty active on Instagram, from what I can tell. I'm more active on Twitter. I've been working like crazy, so it's like nobody wants to see me in the same place. Five thousand. <laughs> well, you you have had a lot uh, going on the past couple of years, um, from what I understand. Yeah, uh, big was I got married and then I moved to Florida. Exactly, marriage and a move. That's a lot to to. to I was gonna say deal with, but that makes it sound like a bad thing. I would say it's a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we have uh, two main topics to get into. Also, just a heads up, I'm going to edit this as best I can. Uh, if the volume balance sounds off in the final episode, uh, my apologies. Because, Bianca, you actually are, are recording this. You're coming home from a visit to Epcot. Yes. Um, so since moving to Florida, so I, I originally moved to Lake Worth and then I moved to Orlando because my husband found a better paying job. Hmm. So... We were planning just to go to Magic Kingdom, Disney World, Magic Kingdom, for one day. And then, so basically, the price of two tickets for a day is the down payment for a season pass. So we have an annual pass. So we have annual passes to Disney. We just did, like, the Florida, which is, um, you you can go Monday through Friday, and that's it. So like every Monday I'm at Disney World and it's it's still mind blowing because you can just walk in, don't have to pay a thing. <laughs> yeah, or like get a hotel there or anything. Oh, no. I, it's it, it's mind blowing. Like my husband, he's he's the numbers guy. Like 
with the annual pass, we've saved like thousands of dollars. Wow. It's like almost every Monday. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Props and- to Bianca's husband for figuring that out. Um, <laughs> and I got to say, I'm jealous because I haven't visited Disney World since like 2003. Maybe someday. I'm on the East Coast. So I mean, could technically even not just drive, but I'm poor. Yeah. Um, I will say, I don't think I've talked about it much. Uh, real quick, I have still been uh, tinkering away on the Wario reanimated collab. I don't know if you're, you saw it, Bianca. I, I did talk about it on the last podcast, uh, but we're um, spearing an effort to do one of those reanimated collabs. Like there have been a Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, Mama Luigi, much stuff for uh, the WarioWare Gold cutscenes. Uh, we recently hit 500 followers and uh, have had over 50 artists sign on, so which is very exciting. But yeah, there are two things we want to get into, and one is that, is that you know our the show one of the show's specialty, which is kind of a general talk about a, a very iconic series. But when I asked Bianca, I told her we'd like to start with more recent talk about movies or games or shows that we've uh, watched or played. She had a really cool pick and one that tied back into uh, something that Mark and I discussed. So I just yesterday went and saw uh, Alita Battle Angel. I don't know what I am. I do. You have the most advanced weapon ever. And I'm guessing you've seen it as well, Bianca. Yeah, so I I originally wanted to see it on Valentine's Day. I was trying to make that my date with my mm. husband. But I had to work till 7, and I was like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Gonna so before we get into the movie itself, I do want to ask, what is your familiarity with the uh, Alita property beforehand? Because it stars a manga, and there was an OVA anime, too. So I, I heard about it first, like, when the first inklings of, like, oh, damn <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Um, when everyone was talking about like, oh, James, James Cameron's going to do an uh, Battle Angel Alita thing. And I was like, okay, it's, like, it's an older anime, but I never really got into it. And then I, I signed up. So I was browsing Comixology, and I saw that for Comixology Unlimited, they actually had the uh, Battle Angel Alita manga up. Like the whole read. series? The whole series is up on Unlimited, so I signed up for a free trial. Oh, wow. I'm like, well, I'm going to want to read it. So then I actually read it, and more recently, so here in Orlando, there's like a local anime club. So we went to their anime night, and we, I saw finally saw the OVA, and oof, it's, it's not good. It's, it's bad. Mark said the movie wasn't that good, but apparently the manga is where it's at. Oh, yeah. No, I think Aglita Battle Angel... Is a good start. It's a good summary, not good adaptation. But if you really want to get into it, you really should just read the manga. Yeah, because from what I could tell, I actually remember watching a tiny bit of the OVA, and it basically ends at the same point as this movie. Yes. But I, I think I, I might have some opinions to you because I still have not – uh, read or watched any prior versions of it, but I was curious, and I thought I remember I was thinking, regardless of how I feel, end up feeling about this movie as a whole. If there are elements of it that intrigue me, then I'm I will probably check out that original stuff. And I will say, for the first half hour, I wasn't feeling this movie. It was throwing a lot of I feel like a lot of either plot elements or dialogue were being very cliche or or expository. Part of it, I can't place the fault on the source media because it's like 30 years old, but I think we've seen a lot of sci-fi stuff now where it's like floating stations are the rich and elite and then the bottom is like the junk civilization. Like That was basically like stuff like Elysium. But outside of that, I was just seeing like the scene where she meets first meets uh, Hugo, the romantic interest, and, you know, there's like a big 
tough robot and him being like, wow, I've never seen anybody stand up to an enforcer before or whatever that was. I'm like, how many times have we seen that kind of you're the hero set up? But once they started establishing, I have it written down here, the idea of hunter warriors and what that adds to the plot, uh, the movie won me back and kind of stayed that way. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first half is is a little rough. I I think it's like you said, it's like a thirty plus year old manga, it, it, and they obviously don't have the time to really introduce everything. But they like, try. They cram a lot in there. They tried, yeah. And there's just like like I said, it's one of the better adaptations because they actually took a lot of inspiration from the OVA which was very surprising so his wife in the movie is actually not in the manga oh she's exclusive to the uh, OVA no so in the OVA it's his partner so they changed it Hmm. well in the OVA they added his old partner from Zalam and in the movie they're like okay it's just his wife and I was like I, I I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about that because, like, in the manga, he's like, yeah, he's just a dude that got exiled. Yeah, the connection they set up between them didn't really come to anything, um, even with the horrific thing that ends up happening to her character. But I did, oh, I did want to say uh, Mark was also – because I know this is another case of, um, to some degree, whitewashing again with the anime. Uh See, I wouldn't consider it whitewashing because she's a literal robot. Oh, I, I meant with, like, other characters, like uh, Ido, oh. Christoph Waltz characters, and maybe his wife. Maybe, probably Hugo as well, but I haven't, I'm not, I'm not I can't no. uh, say that for sure. See, because there's really no, I mean, outside of, like, skin color and their names, there's really not a lot of, like, ethnicity, I guess Yeah. Mark was uh, touching on this when we were talking about the teaser. He was saying the the manga kind of does make them ethnically ambiguous. Uh, and part of that is because the author loves uh, Western media in addition to Eastern. And yes. uh, he was saying that Christoph Waltz physically was a good match for Ito. Oh, no. They did phenomenal casting. Like, that's the thing. You can assume – like I think a lot of people just assume Ito is Japanese just because the name. of – but if you look at him in the manga, it's just like... Eh, he looks like I Egon mean, from the Ghostbusters cartoon. Not yeah, very Japanese. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, the movie itself does a better job of also justifying it. Not like, you know, if you want a bad case of justifying it, look at the Ghost in the Shell movie, where it's like, oh, no, Japanese brain and a ScarJo body. I'm like, no, you're calling attention to it. Um, but the I opening, among all the yeah. exposition, they, they kind of cl- make it clear, like... After there was a war that brought down most floating civilizations, this kind of became the melting pot for everything. Um, so it's a little more, you know, it feels a little more natural to see all these different races walking around. And apparently the main villain of this movie, uh, Vector, was black in the manga as well. Yeah, no, he he's black. Like, that's obvious in the manga that he's black. Oh, but, I'm, uh, obvious in the Japan doesn't get black people kind of way? No, no, like, he's not, like, a caricature, but, Okay, like, just skin tone stuff. Yeah, it's like, okay, that that's black guy. But very great casting with Mashallah Ali. Like, Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, they, now the star of the most controversial best picture in recent history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, like, in the manga, like... Oh, so his name is Yugo in the manga. Okay. He's, like, 
he's like 13. Like he's he's supposed to be young. Oh. But I get that they had to age him up like to not make it to, to not make the romance creepy. Yeah. Because it's like when we saw the OVA like they obviously kept him as like a kid. So it's just like okay, yeah. So I don't mind aging up. I I mean I, does Alita, is she still supposed to come off, like, late 20s, early 30s in the manga, like, in this movie? Or did they age her up, too? She's, she, like, that's the thing, is that she's, she's just a, see, I don't know. So she's, she's a robot? Like, she's a robot. Like, she's, that's her thing, is that she's a literal robot. Right. So, I feel like in the manga, like, she was a teenager, like, late teenager, early 20s. Okay, so still probably a little old for Hugo. Yeah, a little, little older. But I really do like how in the beginning they portrayed her as, uh, I hate using the term childish. But that, but, but she was, she was learning. Because she was like, oh my God, I'm alive again. And so I can see how that can be really off-putting to some people. But it's like, okay, like the acting is a little rough, I will admit. But it's like, okay, she's she's a robot girl. It's like, like I said, she's a literal robot that just woke up after being assumingly wiped. Yeah. So she's she's gonna act a little funny. Yeah, and it's not like she stays that way for most of the movie. She she yeah. starts maturing pretty quickly. Um, and I will actually, I'll I'll give props. I thought her actress was pretty good. Hadn't heard of her, but she's kind of new. She was also in like Bird Box, apparently. And then, like, the Divergent series, which is, like, knockoff Hunger Games. Right. Oh, my my mom would be able to tell me which one. She loves every movie like that. Um, I got her the Hunger Games box at one Christmas and then every Divergent movie the next. Even though I told her, you want to finish the story, you got to read the books. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll give props to that to that actress, Rosa Salazar. And two things. One, the eye effect, they actually pulled it off very well, um, yes. I thought. That's what everybody was fixated on, but like for those who don't know much about the technical side of animation, especially CG, it is very, very, very hard to get lifelike eyes that look right. Uh, they are often the biggest culprit in the whole Uncanny Valley, you know, phenomenon. Um, and apparently, that was one of the th- that's one of the reasons the movie took so long. wasn't just that James Cameron was busy; it was that he wanted Mark was telling me he wanted to CG to reach a point where he could look at Alita's eyes and not feel creeped out. Because yeah. he's like, this is the main character. You have to not look at her. You have to be able to look at her and not feel grossed out. But see, that's the thing is, if you, like, look at her, like, like so when I first saw her character, and people are like, oh, my God, she doesn't look human. It's like, well, no fucking shit, she doesn't look human. <laughs> yeah. Human. She's a fucking robot. So, Though, like, I did want to say, did the movie didn't give, if I miss, unless I missed it, it didn't give an in-universe reason for the eyes. Because other robots weren't like that. When we got flashbacks to, like, her squadron, they all had that. But they still weren't saying... What was the purpose of the eyes for, like, I assume, battling? Well, okay, so, like, the thing is, like, in the original Aelita run, they there's only bits and pieces that are flashed of her past life. Okay, same with the movie, then. <laughs> yeah, so, the thing is, the manga ended, and I absolutely hate how the manga ended, so I'm, if they, um... It's still going, though. They made some sequel series. So, yeah, see, here's the thing. So, it ended, uh, like I said, I just, I hate the ending. Okay, don't and spoil then, it for me, though. <laughs> so, so, this is the thing, is that in Japan, it's not called Battle Angel Aelita. It's called no. Gunman, Gunman, I 
I'm probably butchering. Yeah, it looks so like it would be, sound very similar to Gundam. Yeah. So then, after, I guess a lot of people were also upset at the ending. So he made a second, like... Series. Continuation, but not canon-ish. It's really weird. So it's called Battle Eileen. Battle Angel Eileen, a last order. Hmm. I have yet to read that. And so now he did Last Chronicle, which is basically her past on Mars. Okay. He's just finishing up this story. Man, he's been at it for a while. I'm sure he's done other yes. stuff, though. Let me see if there's anything. And, yeah, I will give, so I'll give her actress credit. And, okay, you know what? No mincing words. She was cute. Not going to lie. Yeah, no. She's, she has a very cute design. I could get over, I can get over the eyes and the robot arms. She's, she's, a, she's endearing. Um, don't blame Hugo. She did her her first body like that intricate like carving to the hands. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of my favorite aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, um, and I liked you know how she moved inhumanly quick when she fought. That was something I mentioned to Mark in the about the teaser. Uh, like it's not just that she has superhuman strength, but like. Nobody can move that fast. It's really yeah. it helps kind of give the uh, action scenes a little more unique flair. The action in general was very good. Well, that, so I actually watched a thing on YouTube from 20th Century Fox. So they basically mo it, it, well, it wasn't mocap, was it? So they basically uh, mocapped everything. Alita was so, definitely mocapped. Uh, yeah. Some of the androids they probably did a mix of it probably depended on so like that big muscular main villain android that was probably not mocapped outside the face but others like uh the kind of the ed screen kind of asshole one with the sword that was probably mocapped yeah so they saw they showed a little snippet of a guy doing like her martial arts in the mocap soup so that's why it looks so like good when she punches like that's somebody actually punching, like... And so I'm, like, when this comes out on Blu-ray, like, I really hope there's a making of, because I really want to see more of how they did this, because, like, yeah. in that little report, they show that they also mapped her face out. And so she's in this rig where there's two, like, high-definition cameras on her, like, focused on her face. Yeah. So that's why her face looks so lifelike, too, is because... They're capturing every single emotion Nuance. of the face. It's amazing. Yeah, I I was very impressed on this movie from a technical level. With all the these crazy CG backdrops and all these crazy robot designs, I kept waiting for a part that looked crappy, and I I, I didn't get it. I I was they were very well blended, very intricate. Like hats off to, uh, to whichever studio was behind was the main one behind the effects. And I'll give credit to uh, Cameron and uh, Robert Rodriguez as well, because I'm sure they had some input, um, especially Cameron, because he wanted to make it for a long time. And then finally, when I'm making these Avatar sequels now, hey, anybody else? Was there anything you wanted to bring up? Because I'm bringing up my list of other stuff for it right now. I mean, no, I mean, like I said, this is one, like, when at first, when I first heard that it was going to be Robert Rodriguez, I'm like, okay, I don't have to write. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, Robert Rodriguez is a very great director. Mark was bringing up pe- people who were worried because of like Spy Kids and stuff. He was like, no, his kids' movies are bad. When he does adult stuff, it's almost always good. Well, he did Spy Kids because he wanted movies his kids to watch. Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff that like Shark Boy and all girl stuff, but adult-wise, but yeah, he's... Yeah. 
I was like, oh, no, we're good. It's 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 going to be fine. And we went and saw it. And like I said, there's some things I didn't like. Yeah. But I was like, it's Robert Rodriguez. We're fine. And so I, like, I was telling my husband, I'm like, we must petition Hollywood that if they're going to make an anime adaptation, it only goes to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> and that's going to be the only kind of movie he makes from now on. And then he's going to, can't make anything else. No, no, you're the anime guy. Um, the anime guy. I would I would, I would petition for uh, Del Toro too because Pacific Rim was a love letter oh, yes. to that kind of stuff. Oh yes. I, Mark was actually telling me uh, I think it, he may have been the one who introduced Cameron to the comic. Oh, of course it was. And I will I, so I will say because um, I had heard going in one of the complaints was there's way too much left open for a sequel and there were two points where I thought it was going to end and the first one if it had been there I would have been livid which is right after he gets the, she gets the new body and you know they start kissing and I was like no 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 don't roll the credits here no god damn it no no um, we were not no so like if you didn't know Hugo was gonna die you would have thought that but like I knew he was I'm like yeah he's uh, I'm like just wait I'm like okay I'm just in this theater like waiting for like this moment on the so, cable like, yeah, so knowing that he was going to die, I was like, yeah, they're not ending this here yet. So that's the thing is, like, so um, in the manga, they they don't introduce Motorball yeah. until after Hugo died. Real quick, I listened to the review from uh, Double Toasted, one of my favorite movie podcasts, and one of the two creators there had read it, and he said the same thing where – he was like as cool and that, that's also a great scene the fight slash race game there but he was like you should have saved that yeah but this is my thing so like they obviously had this limited span so I I liked that it was Hugo that introduced her to Motorball because now in this movie world there's more weight to it that yeah like, okay oh who, she is he already gone when she learns of it? Oh, yeah. So, basically, in the manga, he dies. So, then she's upset, like, yeah. that she's dead. So she, so, she gets rid of her um, her berserker body. It's stored away. She doesn't know where it is. And then she gets the rollerball body. And so, now she just straight up does rollerball. So, in the manga... Ido is like, you really, like, Ido's like, Alita, I really need you to come back home and knock this shit off because this is a dangerous sport and I understand you're upset, but you need to stop. Hmm. So throughout that, like, second arc of the manga, Ido's just trying to get Alita back because he still sees her. As, like a daughter. Like, yeah, like a daughter. And it's just like, you really need to stop. So that's a whole other arc. Like, they didn't introduce, like, the champion. Or like so, there's just a lot of stuff they left out. But like I said, I do like that. Like Hugo's like, oh yeah, this is motorball. Like, why don't you come play with us? And she's like, okay, like I I'll quote unquote love you. So now I'm gonna do this motorball thing because like I can kick everyone's ass. So I'll be indomitable. And so we get to Zolom. Yeah, and so I like that part. Like so that was great. And like I said, it's, also it's real quick time. that line about I'd give you my heart. In the, when I saw the trailer, I cringed. When I saw the actual scene in the movie, I thought it was very emotional. Yeah, I know it was because I feel like it's I hate using the word childish, but it's just like it's, it's just pure hearted. That, it's pure hearted because like, like I said, she's just this this robot that Android Android I, robot. I'm just, I'm just go with Android. She's an Android that like she's experiencing this now for the first time. 
and cyborg. Okay, she's a cyborg. <laughs> so and she's feeling this like super intense emotion that she's never felt before. So how is she? You know, how are you going to react to something that you've right. never felt? It's also an important oh. scene for Hugo because that's what it's the trigger that caused them to start moving away from the criminal life. Yes. Like, so I was wondering how they were going to address that, and it, I was like, that was a smart way to start, you know, swaying it. So, the thing is, like, so it's a lot more gruesome in the manga. So, basically, the manga, he's stealing robots' spines. Oh, not just, like, their limbs, but... Just their body parts, because, like, the spines are the most valuable part. Oh. So, he straight up jacking spines. Which and that, is, does that kill them? Yeah, it's highly legal. Yeah, everything's going up to Zalem because of... Of Dusty Nova, mm. who's an asshole, and Edward Norton. And I, yeah, I was like, oh, it's that guy. I couldn't remember his name, but no, that's a very also like I said, very good casting. If they, I, I don't know if they're gonna make a second. Well, one. I think let's let's okay, let's talk about yeah the the finale. Because so is Nova like the main villain of the manga? At he's a villain. He's a villain. It there's like there is so much that happened okay so, so it's like vector's the villain of this first arc then i guess there's nova and then i guess there's more after that there is there, there is so much more and like i said i don't want to spoil it for anybody right but, but you're definitely recommending the manga other than not liking the ending yes like really i was i was so pissed <laughs> but yeah it's just, there's there's just so much like so they did omnibus there's nine volumes of Damn. Omnibus. Yeah, that's how massive and lengthy this story is. And even Last Order is giant. Like, this is a very fleshed out world, so I I would like to see if there's a sequel. I don't know if there is. If there is, I'm definitely going to go see it, but I'm very interested in how they will continue this. Yeah. Like I said, there's so much that happened. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they do more rearranging of stuff since you talked about the uh, motorball stuff. Um, I think I read that Cameron had had some ideas of how to format it into a trilogy. uh, And they – apparently Rodriguez was saying like they they wanted to leave stuff open but still have enough happen that it felt – you know, like the the story we'd read was generally closed up, which I'd say was. Um, Yeah, no, you're on a very, very good point. Like she's not – the rollerball champion and she's like like that, that ending shot of her pointing at Zalam and like, cutting to um, Nova yeah I'm gonna take this shit down yeah it, I just hope we do get to so yeah talking about the probability of sequel I would have originally said not a chance in hell because this is not doing well in the states I'm not I think it's I know some people are saying that uh, stuff coming out like How to Train Your Dragon 3 just came out and that's gonna cut a lot of uh, attention away from it um, yeah. But also, don't forget, as anime uh, adaptations go, this is both one of the most obscure and the most expensive. Um, yeah, it does not have a name recognition in the general public like stuff like Dragon Ball or Speed Racer does. I think it costs like two hundred million dollars, which explains how amazing it looked. Uh, so here's the thing: it is doing gangbusters uh, in the east, uh, particularly China, which has which has become. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, it's become a very uh, important uh, film market. I've heard about stuff like Transformers and stuff. The reason we keep getting sequels is because those movies do really well. So it's very possible that 
it's already reached uh, 200 in million over, for taking worldwide into account. And so if it keeps going strong, that could be enough to uh, justify something, which I, I, I'm very open to uh, seeing more of this. It was, yeah, I think we've, we've talked about some of our issues. It's no masterpiece. It's nothing I'm going to be saying, you got to see this, people. Yeah. But for as apprehensive as I was going in and during the first, you know, act, uh, by the, I by the end, I was having way more fun. I was, you know, I still was never as emotionally as best as I think they wanted me to be. But I was like, this is paced well. This is shot very well. It's acted well. And uh, even stuff like moments where I thought, like, oh, what are you doing? Like when Alita goes to the bar and gives like a hammy speech about teamwork. Yeah. I was like, they better just laugh that off. And then they do. And I was like, oh, good. Self-aware. That's in the manga, too, which I'm very glad they kept. <laughs> okay, because that's like a very anime kind of speech. Yeah, no, it's super anime. But, like I said, it's just, like, so by that, like, it's, I read the manga last year, so, uh, and I can't speak too much, because, like I said, I'm, in the, I'm in, my, in the car with my husband. He's he's slowly reading the manga. Oh, yeah, again, spoiler-free, please. Yeah, so, but no, like, so that scene's in there, and it's just great, because she does, she kicks everyone's ass in the bar. Yeah, yeah, another great action scene. And uh, I like a lot of the uh, designs, for the for those oh, yeah. guys you see briefly, uh, and especially the payoff for the one with the dogs. Oh yes, I'm totally on his side. If you hate or kill dogs, you get no mercy. Mm-hmm. But any closing thoughts you have to say about Alita uh, before we move on? It's a decent movie. Like I said, it's an anime adaptation. It's no Speed Racer. I will always like Speed Racer is the best anime adaptation there is. Um, don't at me. So. <laughs> Don't argue. But, don't argue. But if you are interested in it, go see it. Yeah. You know, you like it. And if you want to see more, just read the manga. But if you are interested in seeing very edgy, 90s, brutal anime, go watch the OVA. Even though it's <laughs> but don't watch the OVA so much for a good, genuinely good piece of anime. No, it's, it's so... It's just so 90s, like, it's, and it's just so fast-paced, like, everything just happens with no, like, development. Oh, it sounds like a case of, like, even more so in the movie, they had to just cram a lot in and skip getting you, you know, engaged with it. Um, That was a thing very commonly back in the 80s and 90s where there were a lot of OBA adaptations of manga, but it was just, like, the first arc or volume or something meant to get you to read the manga. Which yeah. is so frustrating. I know me and uh, I know we're both uh, we both enjoyed Devilman Crybaby, and uh-huh. there is and uh, me and Chris talked about it briefly. There is an '80s OVA like trilogy of the original Devilman, which is cool, but uh, they don't tell the whole story. <laughs> and I, I did the bad decision. I was like, oh, I'm just it's like eight episodes, so like I'm gonna finish Devilman Crybaby in like a sitting. I finished it. I was like, oh. I feel like shit. It's a brutal. I I think it's like the most haunting anime I ever walked away from. Like yeah, all... no, I watched the last two episodes back to back. Oh my I god! Like, I was in a funk for like three days. Yeah, I was. I I, I had nightmares. Um, and I oh my god. goddamn loved that show, and so that's a testing to just how impactful. I feel like that's one of the that truly qualifies as like horror anime beyond just supernatural action and stuff that'll still i still definitely intend to give that its own episode someday but we both recommend it um and yeah i'll just say closing thoughts about alita i have yet to see speed racer actually but i will admit uh from what i'm aware of outside of that one this does seem to be the generally best received you know 
big budget uh, Hollywood anime movie so far. And I think so, that it could could be a step in the right direction because I'm, I'm sure yeah. we're going to get more I, – I would like a sequel to this, but I'm talking like we're going to get more adaptations uh, whether we like them or not. And I get the sense that both Cameron and Rodriguez did put some genuine effort into this and have a lot of respect for the source material, and I think that can make a big difference. Along with the fact that they're uh, pretty notable names, which probably meant less studio interference. And yeah, I saw this thing, what uh, I saw this thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So basically, the original creator of Ailita was like, "This is the best movie ever." Oh, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed it a That's lot, great. And, which is phenomenal. So I, I think it's gonna be like when you have the original creator saying like this adaptation is amazing. It's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, because I know uh, Akira Toriyama was very polite about Dragon Ball Evolution. Like, well, that's uh, that's its own thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, mm, funny thing. Oh, funny little side note. Uh, you know who Shigeru Miyamoto is, right? Oh, of course. Uh, I read a book, a great book called Console Wars, about the whole Genesis Super NES, you know, war. And there's a part that's apparently about when somebody privately screened him the live action Mario movie. Oh uh, no! He didn't get livid. Apparently, he was like. They were looking at him. He was like cocking his head, looking curious. And so when it was done, he was less furious and more like, "Well, yeah, it's not the thing we created, but uh, it's a the experiment." And he just—I guess—he just didn't think much about it either way. It's just funny how differences can be. But I, yeah, I, Mark was telling me. Uh, I'm just gonna close up with Mark because he was the first to you know bring this up on the show. Uh, apparently, uh, the creator of Alita, yeah, but he loves. A Western and American film, and he remember in the '90s he was saying if he wants somebody to do it, it would be Paul Verhoeven. Um, I'm guessing he looked at stuff like RoboCop, uh, not so much stuff like Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls was great. Get that guy for Alita. But yeah, I'm glad that I think that does say a lot about uh, trying to respect the material while making enough modifications for you know a live action Hollywood movie. Uh, and I'll close it by saying I did pull up because uh, Mark had had a lot of enthusiasm and optimism about the movie when we talked about the teaser. I pulled up uh, his tweet right now on his final thoughts. Uh, you can follow Mark at Dankin Effect, by the way. I recommend you do. He's a fun guy. Here are Mark's thoughts. I enjoyed Alita, and most fans of the source material will. It gets the tone of the OVA, but the best way to get into the series is still the manga. It still is the best anime live-action film I've ever seen. Still recommend it. It's a 7 out of 10 for me, or an 8 on a good day. And I, I give it a 7 myself, um, which is higher than I would give most anime movies. Yeah. So, yeah, we both, uh, to a degree, recommend Alita, and definitely re- we both recommend the manga. And ending it, Well, I you recommend the manga, ending aside, and so does Mark. I'm going to check out the manga, because I think there's enough good stuff here. And now I'd say we should talk about our main topic, and uh, are you ready to dive into a pretty big series? Link, here come to town. All right, so as as per usual tradition, when we have guests, I typically let them send some suggestions for topics and uh, go with whichever one I think w- I, I would be able to offer the best stuff for. Um, and Bianca has honestly picked a really big and iconic topic. Uh, we've had video game retrospectives before, but this is cream of the crop in terms of some of the most iconic, long-running, and influential series so let me just take things off by first asking, Bianca, when do you first recall getting introduced or into uh, the Legend of Zelda series? So I remember this, and this is going to be very, very specific. Ooh. 
So I remember being in uh, sixth grade. So it's around sixth, fifth or sixth grade. Um, I was with my f- best friend at the time, Amanda, and I, we were upstairs in her brother's room and he, he knew I play video games. He's like, oh my gosh, I have to show you, uh, this game I've been playing. So he shows me a link to the past and it's called, this is a legend of Zelda. It's a link to the, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, like, that's fun. It's cute. And then a few day, like a few months later, he's like, he got an N64 for Christmas. Oh boy. And then he shows me Ocarina of Time. My jaw rocked at how amazing this game was. So it wasn't until a few years later that my uh, brother's father actually gave him his old... um, Sorry, there's a plane passing over. (laughs) It's okay. It's not coming through too bad. Okay. So it wasn't until a few years later that I actually was able to get my hand on Ocarina of Time for myself. Mm-hmm. My like I said, my brother's father, he gave him his old N64 and Zelda was in there. Nice. And I'm like, I need to play this. Me and my brother have played so many Zelda games together. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like a bonding experience. So, that was my first foray. Ooh, that's, so, that story took a lot out of you. Yeah, I had to walk up three flights of stairs. Um, so, so, I have just phenomenal... Like, hold on, let me just find my headphones. Oh, you found your headset? But no, I just have such a great love and history of... Um, the Zelda series. Yes. Nice. Um, so myself, mine's, I, I wish it wasn't, it's a little more vague in terms of the first one I played. I know the first one I was obsessed with mm-hmm. and uh, common thread here, but I, I'd been aware of the series for a while because of, you know, readings. I, I, so the one Nintendo console I never owned is uh, the NES. It was still a little before mm-hmm. my time. And honestly, a lot, most of the games there, I don't really feel the need to go back yeah. to other than like mm-hmm. some of the Mario and Mega Man stuff. Um, and so I was aware of people of those two original NES games that kicked off the series, uh, how, mm-hmm. you know, they were a huge deal. They got merchandise, cartoon and all, you know, they were, and they, they made an impact and basically became a long running series since they, it later made the jump to both Super NES and, uh, Game Boy with mm-hmm. Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. And I want to say that I played both of those in some form or another. And, and one of those was my first, uh, you know, proper play with, of the Zelda mm-hmm. series. And I definitely did enjoy them quite a bit. I never actually beat them, but I was like, this is a cool, <laughs> you know, mix of fantasy, adventure, role-playing elements, puzzle-solving, mm-hmm. fun characters and powers. It's cool. I like it. Um, and then, you know, I got the N64 uh, at launch because Mario 64 was blowing my mind. Uh, had fun oh. with it for a while. You know, other stuff like, you know, 97 was the year of Star Fox. Summer of 98 was Banjo-Kazooie. Uh oh. Oh yeah, I think I'm guessing you're familiar with uh, some of those. Oh yes, uh, it's just bringing me back. I mean, I'm I just turned 31 this year, and I'm just like this stuff was almost 20 yeah years ago. Some of them are. Uh, Ocarina and of it, Time is 20. Uh, also, Banjo for Smash. I still want it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris will back me up on that. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I there. 
Ocarina of Time was announced way in advance, like in 96 mm-hmm. when the console was coming out. And if you look online, you can find earlier screenshots of like towns and, and, and enemies that looked a lot different from the final product mm-hmm. we got. They spent a lot of time on it because I think they realized what an ambitious kind of game it was. Oh, um, definitely. And because I, even though I, I think a lot of people have pointed out, like mechanic wise and the way everything is, you know, kind of set up in terms of how, it, like, the structure of the game, it's very similar to things <laughs> of the past where, you know, three temples and, and, uh, yeah. and treasures to get you into the groove, then some new kinks thrown in for the remaining, like, six or so, uh, mm-hmm. and some returning powers, but other, also, pow- you know, full 3D, some first person stuff, a horse. Like, it wasn't just the same game, but it, you could see it as a spiritual successor in many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. and I often, it's funny, I often hear, the, those two are often the most argued for which is the best, and yeah. I'll be real, I can't take nostalgic goggles off, fuck me, there. But yeah, I w- got full into hype mode for that game once, you know, ni- 98 rolled around, and it started to come clear, yeah, it's going to be a holiday title, and I subscribed to Nintendo Power at the time, and they pimped that game like crazy. And I think I saw commercials and stuff too, and I was like, god damn so i i I was often able to get one game for christmas if i you know made it very clear can you get me just this one for either super nintendo 64 at the time and yep aquaman was that time and yeah that was i'm i'm never gonna forget you know you get that neat little intro scene with like the dream and and link in his place and you go out Mm -hmm. you see the whole forest and just that big panning shot and if you're a kid who played nowadays you just shrug but that was like i think that was the first time i felt like 3D gaming was taking the next step from simpler stuff like Mario 64. I was like... Oh, it was... It was just, like... Because, like, I had played Super Nintendo games. I've yeah. always played them. But just seeing that that sharp jump from... The overhead stuff? To this immersive 3D world, like, at that time... Yeah. Is just like I, it, yeah. it's so like it's so hard to describe now, right? And it's hard to get anything like on that level again these days. Yeah. Oh, five minutes are more subtle in games now. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing like when when they first announced Toy Story, yes. nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my fucking god, it's a three D movie." Yep, yep, and. It's just seeing that in video games and then even jumping from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. Yeah. Oh, damn. I was in eighth grade. My brother got it for his birthday. And I remember we could not figure out what to do, but we were just so excited. Of course. To play Zelda. And so we always kept dying after the first day. Were you stuck as as Deku Link? Yes. So then, one of his friends from our school let him borrow the guide, and then we figured it out. And strategy guide—that's a dead thing now. Yeah, we played. Like, if he was playing it, I was watching it. If I was playing it, nice. he was watching. Like, it—it's it, just we're like, oh my god, we're like, like oh, like it's like you're going to the town. Just like, I mean, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm like scatterbrained. <laughs> it's okay. Like, I feel like I'm more get- he, Hey, can I ask you a favor? Can you give me 15 seconds? I get some more water. It's very hot. I'm yeah, recording. no problem. But I'll be quick. Hello? Hi. Okay, I also wanted to be careful about how I did it, because I know you're a pet owner. Um, 
I have my yes. my parrot over at my place, and I usually have him sleep in the kitchen. Uh, the way my oh. apartment set the way my apartment set up, it's that or the bedroom where he would wake up screaming every morning because he's a par- he's always a, a little little bastard. Uh, and I don't want to bother. There was one time where I bumped into the cage, opened the fridge, I heard him fall on the floor of the cage because he woke. Oh, no. He was fine. He was just like, you know, I'm like, hey, don't don't piss me off. Anyway, uh, also he has his own Instagram now at Squawks the Parrot, named after the Donkey Kong parrot. Oh yes, I love I love bird Instagrams. Oh, follow, give him a follow. I'll uh, maybe I'll yeah. send send it to link to you or something. Anyway, we're not talking about squawks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Zelda series, and I I know we're going to gush more about Ocarina of Time, but there's a lot of other interesting stuff to discuss. So first off, uh, did you ever play the original NES games that it started with? Uh, no. So we actually, uh, oops, I smelled, I smelled parrot. I smelled, I smelled pirate instead of parrot. Squawks the pirate. Yes. So we, so like the first time I've actually played, um. The NES games? The the NES game is when, um, this is another thing of me and my brother. So we had just gotten a GameCube and we got. The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition. Yes, that was my first time too. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so on there, we're like, okay, there's uh, the original. We're like, we're going to play the original. And then there was Link Link 2. And both the N64 games. Yes. And then the two N64 games. And then that 20-minute demo of Of Wind Waker. When I tell you the hype was real, the hype was real. Like we played that demo yeah over and over again because we were just so excited. Like we loved our GameCube. We're like Me too. Zelda game. I, I miss when demos were a big deal. God, right? But they just really the fact that. that it was the like, first twenty minutes of the game. Oh, like on the home island? Yes. Like just like that was like that was so unheard of at the time. Right, something that that like, large, yeah, especially from Nintendo. And, yeah, and it's like you get all these games and the demo, and it, it was just like, like oh, yeah, I love Zelda so much. And just a side <laughs> note, I remember, one thing I always remember about GameCube demo discs is that there was one that was just the first level of Sonic Heroes, which convinced me, oh, that's going to be a game that I bought it. Whoops, <laughs> that game has its fans <laughs> though. Not 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 going to slam it too hard. Um, but yeah, uh, so though I'm guessing that you gave that demo a lot more playtime than the NES games. Oh, kind of ish. I'm gonna put my my cards to the table for that right now. I, I'm not big on those. Same with like the original Metroid. Like I and I will definitely give so much credit to those games. They were probably very very amazing mm-hmm. for the time and and ambitious, and they laid the groundwork for a lot of great stuff afterward. But it's just especially mm-hmm. when you look at where those series went in the 16 bit era, it's kind of hard to go back. Oh, yeah. Like, Link to the Past and Super Metroid are those first games on steroids. Funny, And the funny thing is, because I mentioned Shigeru Miyamoto earlier, and uh, mm-hmm. clearly you know who he is. So do you know where his original idea for Zelda, what the inspiration was for the NES one? Uh, yeah, it was he was exploring a cave in his younger days, yeah. and that's just amazing. As a kid, he was in, like, he, I guess he lived in, like, rural Japan, Um same thing happened. Uh, Pikmin was inspired by the fact that he gardens. Oh, that's so cute! I didn't know that. That's Aww. why I gave him the little, you know, idea of like little bug things and all this like nature. Uh, Aww. And it's not him. Do you know how Pokemon was created? How the creator of that got the idea? 
Uh, no, I do not. He saw the Game Boy Game Link cable, because that's what you needed for multiplayer back then. For some reason, he envisioned, like, a bug crawling across it to move from one system to another, and, you know, things escalated from there. It's funny how those happen. Um, yeah, oh, that's funny. Yep, but, move, yeah, moving back to Zelda. Yeah, so I don't think we... I'm guessing we're not going to have too much to say about those NES games. Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand that it, the second one was divisive even back then, because that's the only one that's primarily a side-scroller. Uh, it's a side-scroller. It's an RPG. RPG. It's hard as balls. It's what? It's hard as balls. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It's NES games in general hard. were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, yeah, I touched them very briefly in those, and then it was like, I'm fine with leaving these in history. If you love them, that's great. I, they are not my thing. Look at the past onward. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you're you're in for a good time. Yes. Um. And uh, I guess we can jump around a bit if you want. Because do you know if mm-hmm. there are any of the primary Zelda games that you haven't played? Um, I, I tried playing Skyward Sword, but yeah. uh, them controls are yeah. not yeah. the best. That is my least favorite 3D Zelda by a mile. And but go ahead. I, I, I really hope they re-release it for the Switch. With normal controls? With, with normal controls, because that game is so beautiful it is beautiful uh especially i i think one thing i like about it was i I think people are really divided on whether they preferred the style of wind waker or twilight princess which were like the polar opposite of each other Mm -hmm. and this kind of melded them like the actual characters looked like out of twilight princess but the coloring and kind of semi-cell shading style was all wind waker and i I actually like that Mm -hmm. and they basically kept on with that for uh breath of the wild yes ah breath of the wild Uh, we'll we'll get there don't worry um Mm -hmm. But yeah, Skyward Sword, I actually, I'd be willing to give it a second chance if it got released with in HD with normal controls, but I remember mm-hmm. not feeling the rest of the game in general, too, how it was structured and, and paced. Uh, mm-hmm. I only got like a quarter of the way through, and then I was just like, this just, it, it isn't my thing. And a lot of people do love that game, but I feel like that it's been, it's gone on to be pretty divisive. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's just, it, it's just the one-to-one, because that's when they- Motion plus. They, yeah, and it's just like- Oh, this is not. It really slowed down combat too because you had to wait for like a position to parry or mm-hmm. or attack. And I'm like, that's not that's not how Zelda combat should work. Like, I thought Wind Waker and Triad Princess evolved the basic stuff from Ocarina in really cool ways, like mm-hmm. timing like your rolls and that, and and going around a guy shielding. Like Ocarina's ba- uh, combat is very basic now compared in comparison, but it was mm-hmm. first time in 3D, so you got to cut him some slack. Um. Mm-hmm. And have you have you played a, a lot of the handheld ones as well? Because there is some good stuff there. I I downloaded a few of them on my 3ds. Yeah, virtual I console. Do, I just can't get into them because like, it, and it is because of like it's just so. Simple. So I'm not talking about not simple, but like there's really not a lot of direction. So that like too. in yeah. one of them, I'm like so lost. I'm like I give up. Like I don't know what the fuck to oh do. then never played the first one because that was there was literally no direction it's just just mess around until you find the dungeons just just do whatever <sighs> uh, but I, I did play um what's the one on the 3ds oh a link, uh, link between, between worlds. worlds fantastic yeah very good and I am so excited for uh, Link's Awakening. That's the one I was trying to play. Oh, the remake that just got announced for Switch, yeah. Yeah, I have the original. I have it on the Virtual Console. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so lost. 
I don't know what to do. So yeah, hopefully they they make navigation a bit easier in that in the the remake. Uh, it's still not clear how much, if any, they'll change outside the the graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll, I'll I'll throw my head in because it's another time. It's, this is another thing where like a new art style for the series. I, th- I I still get used to the character designs, but I love the environmental look, like the, the kind of bloom and texture they have there. People have been saying yeah. it's very stop motion. Like uh, mm-hmm. I love how just lush everything looks. Yes. Uh, but I will also freely admit because I was a dumb teenager. Do you remember the uproar when they first unveiled Wind Waker and how it was going to look? Yes, I was like everyone's like this is ugly, and I'm just like y'all stupid. Like this game looks phenomenal. I was one of those stupid guys because I was hoping for something a little edgier. Because don't forget, this is the time I was into anime and like ooh, teenage games. I'm in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, I think that looking at the original announced trailer and compared to the final game, they improved a lot of stuff. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Link had like some different facial stuff. He had more of a blank expression and less defined eyebrows, uh, and that was something Mimoto was admitting at the time was like mm-hmm. we're still tweaking things to make it look more appealing and expressive. That is, Wind Waker Link is one of the more expressive Links. Oh yeah, it, it's just his eye. It, it's his eyes. This well, the face like just he actually does full on facial expressions. Like I love there's a clip that went viral of like when he's in a barrel about to launch. They're counting oh, down. Yes, he's like gritting his teeth. Like oh god. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, Link is famous slash infamous. Like, let's face it, that, that dude's never going to talk. Oh, we yeah. We have voice acting mm-hmm. now in Breath of the Wild, but, like, Link is, is – his, his vocabulary is always going to be yells and grunts. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has become somewhat endearing. I actually – I noticed mm-hmm. I saw a comic somebody did of uh, – have you played Fire Emblem? I The first Fire Emblem I played was uh, Fate. No, okay. Fate. Okay, that counts. Um, three awakening. Okay, so you know about like the support system. It was yes. showing what support with Link would be like, and it's just him. The dot text box just I yeah yeah. I remember a great Nintendo fan comic called Brawl in the Family. It's it's ended since, but you can still look yeah. at it. That that was so tradition good. too. Link never talked outside of the L's. They didn't want to break uh, <laughs> game tradition there. Um, other than there but was I must to- say, yeah, I do love awkward zombies take on Link. That oh she's so good. Oh, I know Awkward Zombie, but I don't know if I've seen her Zelda comics. Oh, there no like her entire characterizations of like anything to do with Smash is oh, so funny. When Ridley was announced, I sent my brother that older one. Ridley killed my parents one time, oh. and he's oh, like wearing yeah. a, he's it's it's Ridley for a job interview, and he's just got a tie over his like grotesque body. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I got. I really, I recently got back into buying more Amiibo because Smash ones are announced. I got K. Rule and Ridley, uh, and nice. named Ridley Hideous after my grandmother's nickname for him, Hideous Henry. <laughs> did, did you ever see that one? Uh, the, the the one I did showing her having her name the characters. No, I have not. I'll send it to you later. But it was a thing, I, like a trend I noticed on YouTube, and I was like, let's. I was like, let's okay, let's show this ninety year old lady who's never played a game. Like she knew later on who Mario, Pikachu, and Pac Man was, but not by their design. She saw Mario was like, oh, that's Jimmy. Uh, and okay, let's maybe uh, relevant. I'll just say the Zelda ones. Uh, Primary Link, like the Breath of the Wild version, she called strong. Uh, Zelda, she called Rapunzel. Sheik was sneaky queen. Uh, <laughs> Toon Link was angry dude. Young Link oh, was it. Irish fairy. And my favorite, Ganondorf was Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Irish, I like the Irish fairy. That's what, yeah, because I 
she was green. I gave her a hint, like, yeah, he lives with fairies in the forest. Okay, Irish fairy. So getting back to, yeah, no, and I, I did, I, I was initially very, very upset about the Wind Waker style, but once they started, because mm-hmm. there was also, a, a, I remember there was a bit of a break after that trailer before they started showing more and telling you more, and the more I saw and learned, the more I was like, okay, I'm back on board. This sounds cool. And yeah, that is one of the, I think a lot of people consider that one of the best, if not main, than 3D Zeldas. Very solid, very cool, especially mm-hmm. with the ocean angle to it. Uh, and the King Red Alliance is one of my favorite sidekicks. Oh, um, great, great. Yeah, and a nice twist with him at the end. Uh, huh. One spoil, like, like Zelda has enough plot for you to get invested with its characters, but, you know, how much there is can vary. Uh, that actually is my one big complaint with Breath of the Wild was they really scaled back in terms of how focusing how much story there was. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a shame considering they had voice acting and some cool characters. Like everybody, everybody online latched on to that sexy shark man. Oh, he's a he's a very sexy shark. He man, is. I, he is. Even Chris was talking about how he and his wife were both crushing on this fish dude. Um, the fish dude is great. That is like it's so. This is my thing about the story of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Hyrule literally got destroyed. Like, it's post apocalyptic Hyrule. Yes, it's post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. So, when you think about that, everything is basically starting over. Yeah. Like, they were almost completely wiped out. Like, this is a story of people rebuilding civilization, their country. Yeah. There's not gonna be a lot there, especially in a setting that is like this Renaissance era where there's not the technology like we have, like say like the Fallout stories. Right. Of Though it does have the most advanced technology for Zelda with the Guardians and the uh, Slate. Yes. They tease that in uh, Skyward Sword 2. They're basically robots you meet. There is like there is some amount of crazy technology in Hyrule, but it's not dominant. Oh, nice. Yeah, go look so that up I, in Skyward Sword, yeah. So to me, this lack of like world building or like story... What story there was was more about character dynamics. Yes, and I feel that's great. Like this is one of my favorite versions of Zelda. Oh, the character? And I... Yes, of her character. Yeah, she had an arc. Um, she had an arc, but and, and this was and what I didn't like were like so many people were like, well, she's just another damsel in distress. Like she's just so as weak and all this, and it's just like she's literally like sixteen years old and having a midlife crisis. Well, that not only that, but you realize she's been basically in this kind of suspended battle with Ganon for a century. Like she's the uh, reason like, it's he's the reason he hasn't spread across the world. She hasn't spread across the world. She literally lost her friend. All her fr- all her friends her are dead. Yeah, yeah. Because she blames herself for their death. Yeah, that she, sad scene in the trailers with her oh, breaking down. When she's crying. I'm not going to lie. The funny thing, that's what convinced my brother not just to get a game, but to get the Switch, that trailer. That's an amazing, that launch trailer. When they was confirmed so the, good. Was it one of the best gaming trailers I've ever seen. Yes. And it's just like this, she's not, a, she's not, like, in, I, just, I, I love Zelda. Like, she's been in other games, but like, right at this one, 
She is in the forefront. She is guiding. Like, and like I said, she's a character with so much heavy emotion. Like you're literally putting the weight of the world on a 16 year old girl who's not only, she's a princess. So she has to think about how her lack of power is going to affect the citizens of Hyrule. Yeah. And it devastates the country. And now she's stuck in this 100 year old battle. She almost caught like all the four guardians. They're dead. Yep. Link almost died because yeah, he's of her. Spanish for all they know. Yeah. And it's just like, she's got so much on her mind. So it's just like seeing those bits and pieces of that. It was so great to see, like they gave her like the real emotions of a 16 year old girl princess mm-hmm. about this. I will say two quick things about her. And like uh, one, it's a more subtle thing in some of the memories. I like that this was, she was more almost of a scientist, like before all this shit went yeah. down. They're like stuff about her, you know, trying to collect plants and research all these properties. It's not just mm-hmm. that she's regal or warrior. It's like, no, she wants to be smart. Um, also, kind of a good choice to make Link amnesiac because it makes him still being mute a little easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- what's he going to add to this lore when he he's still yeah. along with us? I know in if, when you find her diary in the tower... She talks about, like, him talking, but he says, like, I guess he's like, well, I just, there's a lot going on with me and, like, the duties I have. So I just keep everything inside and I don't speak because I need to focus. And <laughs> There's an in-character really, explanation for it. Wow. It's, and I guess it, there is an actual term for it, too. Like, an actual, like, thing. And everyone's like, please let these children rest. <laughs> I, I know that in games that's called silent protagonist. Um, yes. and I know that at least in the case of link and a lot of others, it's because they kind of want their want, they want to less give link one defined personality and more let the player project their own emotions and thoughts on him. Yes. I, and I prefer giving me the fine protagonist, but you know, looks iconic enough. And he's that rare case where that's kind of become part of what's, to find about mm-hmm. and iconic about him because we just talked about the jokes mm-hmm. and stuff um we can come back to Twilight princess not Twilight princess to breath of wild a bit actually let's talk about twilight princess because i mm-hmm. i think you were saying on twitter that's one of your favorites too um it see, or is it I least favorite I, I wasn't sure no it's not my least favorite it's so twilight link and twilight zelda are some of my favorite designs for link and zelda oh and they stuck around I for love- two smash games yeah, like, I love that Link actually has the chainmail. Yeah, they're more detailed and kind of no dark versions of the. I Arcana love ones. love Zelda with brown hair. Yeah, yeah, they. they I'm, I'm all just, for them changing, mixing up her hair color sometimes. I I did not like Midna, and I think that's where my dislike comes from. I guess you could say. Ooh, but, we got to part um, ways then, because I do like her. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just, I never like The fact that the internet has the hots for her, not so much. I'm like, that's a little <laughs> goblin, people. Get over it. Yeah, but it's just, like, I'll, I really have to go back. Because I only, like, there's other Zelda games yeah. where I play multiple times. I can say I've I've literally only played Twilight Princess once. Uh, that, I think that and Wind Waker, I would say that for, yeah. 
And full disclosure, I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild, but I'm, I am okay with us talking spoilers for that. Don't worry. Ocarina of Time, that's the one that got all my... Do you want to go oh, back to Ocarina yep. a bit? Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's, let's... I feel like this is... I, I I don't know which what I would say is the best Zelda from a critical game p- gameplay perspective, but the one like I don't think I'm, there's ever going to be another one that impacts me as much as Ocarina. That game was my life for like a year. Yeah, I've like I said, like I've played it so many times. I I have it on N sixty four. I bought it. You know, I had the three DS version, GameCube. Oh, GameCube. Yeah. yeah. So. I bought the um, the 3DS, like the ori- the black one. Yeah. I had that. That was mine because I'm like, I need Ocarina of Time 3D. 3D. One, yeah. Very good and port. Um, not just that it's portable and faithful, but they also improve, they improve some of the, like, the character models and stuff. Oh, yes. It's just, not full on remake, but it's, it's, it looks nice. They need to bring that shit to the switch Th- and that I, would be a good thing to do that in the majora's uh 3d they would they would Print drown money. in money yeah like, yeah um, they because like the 3ds is basically dead yeah unfortunately yeah but I, I, like i said that's like one of the very first 3d games a lot of us experienced yeah it was very early on just like you said, that wide shot. Oh no, no, no! The opening, where you, it just shows up, and then you hear that, da-da, da-da, and then it's just so slight, and then you see, and then you hear the galloping of oh, the horse. The nightmare. No, 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 no! And the, when the you when the game opens, like on the t- oh, oh, the title, I, yeah, with him just riding a pona, a peaceful, yeah, that's beautiful. And it's adult link. Yes. And you're like, oh, is that Link? And then you start out, and it's like, oh, you're a little kid. Yeah. I mean, so, did you not know about the the time travel stuff when you played it? Um, yes and no. Hmm. Please elaborate. So when I originally saw Ocarina of Time at my friend Amanda's house, um, her brother showed me basically endgame stuff. Oh, okay. He's like, oh my god! Like I know I showed you Link to the Past, but I just gotta show you Ocarina of Time. Yeah, and that's when he showed me Adult Link. So I was always under the impression you were an adult. Yes. And then we got um, my brother got all his N sixty four games from his father, and we just played his file and your. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. You start up like, wait. <laughs> so wait. you knew at so some we- point. Yeah, so we start up, and you're a little kid. And we're like, yeah. okay, but then we're, you know, just going through the temples and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I, I've played this game so much. It's literally just muscle memory at this point. I think, I think I've think read there are people who play can play Zelda games blindfolded. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I would not be surprised. I know they do a, a few at GDQ. Yeah, yeah, there's some you know, unorthodox playthroughs like that. But it's just like, it, it's a game we've all played thousands and thousands of times. I, and I even if you can, someone, I was talking to somebody and they're like, if they were to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning, they can finish that game in a day. 
Oh, wow. You got to be an expert at it there. But honestly, you probably could just because you're not exploring for the first time. You just know what to do. Um, So that was when, um, so when Majora's Mask came out Mm -hmm. for the remake, they actually switched up a couple things. So it it threw off my groove. (laughs) It's like the old so, man emperor's new groove. Yes, he, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm adult links now. I'm gonna go get the hotel key." Oh no, uh, the person's coming as a Goran in green. And I'm like, "You motherfuckers, you changed change this up. up." So I have to be the Goran to get the key. Great change, and it was a nice curveball because I'm pretty sure they knew people just already went and got the key because in the original game she's like oh our guest is green your Mm -hmm. name's link there's also so in the original how you get the stone mask is that the the soldier is in icana valley he's not at the pirate fortress which is pain in the ass because i hate the pirate fortress (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, so, like, oh, I'm going to go get Stone Mask right away, and he's not there. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he's always in this spot in the corner, <laughs> and you're going to put him in. I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> uh, that's that's Nintendo trolling people. Um, yeah, I will admit, I didn't beat Majora's Mask, not because I didn't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I still rank Ocarina above it, but uh, I had a great time with it. Especially, I love the, the different forms. Like, to oh, make up yeah. for right. Adult Link being gone, the idea, like, hey, those three main, you know, races, now you can mm-hmm. be Link for them, and they play very differently. Um, and I thought that was a cool thing. Uh, though I'll admit, I think Majority of also has a reputation for being the creepiest Zelda. Uh, oh, yeah. Exhibit A, that goddamn moon. Oh, what so was creepy. up with that face? <laughs> it, uh, I think it was basically... Just like an impending doom, like yeah, like a lot of the characters realized the moon was going to crash in there, and that's a horrifying concept. Yes, um, and all these people's different reactions. To it. I remember early on, you can see like the four man in Clock Town, like it's all abandoned, and he just crossed his arms, going, "Ah, stupid moon! If you're gonna crash, then just crash already!" Like he was just oh, yeah. facing it head on. Um, and yeah, Link is saved every time, and then he turns into this Groundhog Day idea of repeating and changing three days, but. <laughs> It's fucked up. I think that threw a lot of people for a curveball, both for Ze- as a Zelda game and as an action RPG game. You didn't really see that. Um, yeah. And I also just remember how scary the faces look when he would, he would put the mask on and transform. Oh, God. Oh, did you see the reasoning for that? No, I've always wondered, like, why did they just stick that horrible face? So, this, this like, Link just needs a break. Because Link sounds like he's in pain. Yes. So basically, and the, the, this is even the more like fucked up layer is that this is a literal child. Yeah. Like he's twelve. So yeah. basically, when he puts on those masks, the main three masks. Yeah. The main three masks. He's absorbing all of their emotions, all of their pain. That's right, because they're their- they're like incarnations of dead uh, Greek yes. characters. So when he's putting that mask and it's transforming and he's feeling all this intense regret and pain and death and it's just like, 
fuck? He's like Mantis yeah, from Guards of the Galaxy if she got all that stuff at once. Yes. It's like, fuck, give this child a break, please. Yeah, he saved the world once. Why does he got to... Damn. He's um, traumatized. Oh, well, he's a hero. He he He's very stoic. I mean, maybe if he could talk by then, he would just be, like, a mess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will also say the part I replayed about me the most, I, I probably had to do with save files and how they were done at the time, that whole ending in the castle, both that... Oh. This goddamn gauntlet of a lot of the powerful enemies around you, and then, like... All the forms in different parts of that last Ganondorf Ganon fight, so uh, epic and intense. What I what I loved is when you first like me, me and my brother were first playing, is when you get to the final stairwell mm-hmm. before Ganon and you're just running up the circular oh, the stairs. Organ music? And the organ is playing and you're just yeah. like, This is it. Yeah, it's a, it. quiet, it's a nice, quiet music to get you even more amped up. And it's even greater when you realize it was Gandorf playing the whole time. Oh, yeah. He's just playing with Zelda in a crystal. And he was, yeah. And... He, he doesn't even, he starts monologuing like he was he was expecting you to make it. He's like, mm-hmm. here's, how, here's how it lays down. Give this to me or die. Let's go. And, yeah, that that fight. So you're, you're done. Zelda is free. Yeah. Ganon collapse, like, collapses. The get tower starts falling apart. You run out and nope. There's Ganon. He it's, he it's becomes r- Ganon. Yeah, and it's a freaky looking Ganon because uh, mm-hmm. that was a neat thing about Ocarina of Time that I was realizing because I had heard of Ganon in the old games where he was just this generic pig. blue pig. What's mm-hmm. his deal? I don't know. And this is like no, this is this is a prequel, uh, and this is going to this guy Ganondorf. This is going to tell you what, how did he end up this thing. And basically mm-hmm. the idea is that, you know, he has, he has the Triforce of Power, it resurrected him from near death and kind of warped his, you know, greed. I think it's probably because he was such, such, so greedy, he became a monstrous pig, but it's a lot more intimidating. Yeah. And I'm so happy that it's his final smash now. Yes. Um, in, in, we'll say in Brawl and uh, and Smash 4, because I like his, his Swipe Princess design too. I didn't like the Ganon mm-hmm. design as much because it's a more generic looking kind of boar. Yeah. Uh, and this, it's like, no, no, no. Bipedal, Lankier, these two tridents, this, the crazy red oh, hair. So like, love that design. And and that music, one of my favorite Final Bass tracks of all time. That theme is so good. But because there's less, also this... It's less bombastic and more just really goddamn ominous and, and grim. It is. And what I loved about it, it would get hit. Mm-hmm. You hear Zelda like, <gasps> and I was yeah. like, oh, it's just like, and when you hear that for the first time, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like yeah. she's reacting to that. But I just love, love the part where like your sword gets knocked out and you're yes. like, Yes. Oh, you got to defend yourself for a while until she can give it back to you. I just use the Megaton hammer. Yeah, yep. Got to bring that up. That was an optional. Oh, no, no, not that's that. The Bigron sword. You remember that? <laughs> I don't like the Bigron sword, to be honest. I didn't use it much, but for those who don't know what I'm talking about, there was a pretty lengthy side quest which was kind of like a bunch of ah. fetch quests stuff um mm-hmm. you bridge the big goron who was literally like a giant goron who would make you this mm-hmm. much longer and more powerful sword the downside being it was a two-hand sword so you couldn't use the shield uh and so when you get when you lose your master sword you can yeah you can use your hammer to because his tail is the weak point but you can also use the big round sword which has a longer reach which is great and then i i just love the the final scene so is and this is the thing I've noticed is that they've actually changed it. I think in the, the original, 
He he coughs up blood. Both that he coughs, Gandalf coughs up blood when he dies, and then there's that big point, you know, the final, you stab him right in the forehead. And, and it's just uh, like more blood. gushing blood. And then they changed it to green. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. why? Pussies. It was just like. <laughs> okay. Oh, you do know yeah. about the audio change they made in the Fire Temple, right? Oh, yeah. That's uh, a little more Fire understandable. Temple. Yeah. Basically, but the this- for the let me just say real quick, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. you can hear in the original version some uh, like kind of hymnal monks mm-hmm. chanting. Uh, it was some Muslim chants like from sacred, you know, prayers and songs. And Tanner didn't do their research there, and Muslim can reach out and be like, hey, uh, can you not do that? And they took it out of future releases. Yeah, but just seeing that final slash and just the the red yeah, was yeah. just so visceral. And then the final plunge is like, yeah. dang. No, the actual ending, very strong, too. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things that you can do where you get a little bit of closure for all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like the sages overlooking the civilians being so happy and partying to finally yeah. be free. Lincoln Zelda getting that sad farewell. Like just very satisfying, very epic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of no wonder this this game has such a big impact on on so many people. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like back then it's like if you were a PS1 guy, Final Fantasy VII was your, you know, your your shining mm-hmm. one. And if you were an NC4 guy, it was most likely the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, yeah. I just wanted to know if there are any other uh, games that we haven't mentioned at all. Like, I'm looking at some of the handheld ones. Like, do you play uh, Minish Cap or Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks? I've never played any of those. Okay. Um, I'll say, I'll say I real did, quick. I, uh, I think Minish Cap is underrated. People don't talk about it much. It's a very decent little 2D game that's not just a Link to the Past ripoff because it does the whole shrinking concept. Um, mm-hmm. Phantom Hourglass... I have two problems with it. One, it's uh, if I remember correctly, it's all touch controlled, so you have to like drag Link around mm-hmm. with a stylus, like it's a phone game. Uh, and mm-hmm. they do this horrible thing. It's the reason I never finished it. There's just one main temple. Uh, every time you beat a main another temple, you go. It unlocks an additional floor, and you, you have to do the previous ones before it to progress the story. And it's all mm-hmm. stealth. It's all like these big statues lumbering around. If they catch you, start all over. And I eventually just reached a point like, fuck oh, this. No. Yeah, Spirit Tracks didn't do that, and actually, I thought the train mechanic was actually pretty well done because it was doing the the movement for you, and you would do fights. It was kind of like the ship battles in Wind Waker. You would use the stylus to aim and shoot, and also change tracks. And they actually do a cute thing because I think a lot of people, you know, including me, have complained that you they wish Zelda could be more hands on in some of the games, especially because mm-hmm. of the joke. Why is it named after her? Um, yeah. In Spirit Tracks, one of the villains removes Zelda's spirit from her body. And she ventures with Link, and for certain parts, she can uh, inhabit, she can possess a body of armor that uses a sidekick. That's actually what her new down B is uh, is from in Smash. Yeah. Uh, the Phantom Armor. And I'm just looking real quick. And we, yeah, we do both recommend Link Between Worlds. Um, oh. I wasn't as over the moon as, as other people were, but I think it's just because I prefer the 3D Zelda format. But mm-hmm. good, some good evolutions, ideas, the whole wall mechanic where you turn into a 2D drawing is neat. Um, the, and the idea of I forget his name, the bunny hat guy, where you can rent items before you unlock them in, in dungeons. Oh, Ravio. Ravio, yeah, yeah. That was I think that that was that was a big deal for a lot of people. That was really good. Yeah. No, yeah. I really like that mechanic. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good game, and um, I haven't touched. I feel like we're talking spinoffs. I haven't touched Triforce Heroes. I didn't hear good things. Um, eh. Yeah, Howard Warriors also. And eh. I just yes, no. Oh my no! Okay, okay, I, go for it, go for it. You're the fan here. I absolutely love Hyrule Warriors. Do you like Dynasty I, Warriors? 
Yes. So I I do. Yes. So I love Dynasty Warriors. I played the hell out of eight. Eight, Mm -hmm. I think it was. So eight was my first one. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I played all the One Piece ones because I love One Piece. Oh, there are One Piece Warriors games? Yes, there was the Pirate Warriors game. Oh, wow, I didn't know those were... Okay, I am excited for that uh, new open world one. (gasps) World Seeker? People are saying it looks good. It looks amazing. I'm still waiting for a One Piece fighting game that uses the Dragon Ball Z engine. Oh, yeah, those guys are making the... They're doing Kill a Kill right now, I think. Yes. Maybe after that, though. Oh, I just. Hey, if I ever invite you back on, I should definitely be too. Because I know, in terms of anime, you're all about One Piece and you're all about JoJo's. Yes. Uh, oh my, I've watched I, the I first. Talk for hours about One Piece. Yeah, I've watched some of it, but I mean, when you think about how long it's, I got up to Sanji's introduction, which is like a drop in the bucket when you look at the series as a whole. But I did oh, like what right. I saw, and yeah. I keep meaning to watch JoJo's. Uh, but getting the back rest- to Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Or Zelda, so, Hyrule Warriors. Um, just, just, just read One Piece. Just. Yes. Do that. It's my one thing about One Piece. But no, it is it is such a great take on Zelda. It's such a great fan service game. Yes. And it's like, a season, it's a love letter for sure. Oh, it's a love letter and you're just it, 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 you can sit there and just mindlessly attack enemies. Yeah. There are three so there are three things I want to give it props for, which is one mm-hmm. bringing back a lot of series favorites all in one game cuz you know the idea Real quick, because the idea is that usually you're playing as a different looking Zelda. Like, they've been reincarnated, and it spans centuries. Yeah. Uh, and Gandorf is immortal, but that's that's about it. Uh, this is like, you know, they do some dimensional time travel. Like, hey, oh, don't worry about it. it. I think they said it's not oh, canon, yeah. so don't worry. So it's like, here's no, Darunia, here's Giram. Like, here's all these people you would never see in the same game together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them in HD for the first time. And oh. you can play as them. It. It's just, like I said, it's a huge love letter, but it's just like, oh, you want to play a Zelda? Here yeah. you go. I, she is like the main person I use. Her, like her design is also my second Oh, favorite one of my favorite design. Zelda designs. I'm not ashamed to admit that between Hyrule Warriors and, and Smash Ultimate, Zelda's a new waifu for uh, me. Yes. Zelda's Zelda Super design cute. is that you get to play as Sheik. Yeah. Uh, you get to play as Impa. Yes, and Impa's, I, Impa's a cool character, too. She's always been a more minor one, but she's one of the more badass characters, especially in Hyrule Warriors. Yes, and it's just, like, the love they put into this game yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But, like, I, when I can switch, I'm buying the Definitive Edition. Oh, because yeah, because they added more stuff. I think, did they add Toon Link and Tetra and some stuff? They added Tetra, they added Toon Link, they added the King of Red Lion. Marin, Link's Awakening. Marin. They added Linkle, who thinks she's Link. I have I don't know her story yet, but she's adorable. I think I it, thought Linkle was. Oh, I guess she was DLC or something. That's right. She was. She was. was in the no, she was in the 3DS version. Yeah, yeah. Then they then so the, man three different versions of that game. That's nuts. But it, it, it has. Yeah, I yeah I I think it is really it's worth trying just if you like you know the idea of that sort of Zelda greatest hits fan service and playing as a lot of supporting characters. Um, I just don't know if the Warriors playstyle is my thing. That said, I still want to try out uh, Fire Emblem Warriors sometime. Um, my husband actually likes high, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors better mm-hmm. because you can actually switch between everyone on the field. I would kind of hope there was more strategy in that one because of Fire Emblem genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of feels better suited for that kind of game. Um, yeah. And that, the idea that, that, and also that's another thing of like cross generation thing because one of my mm-hmm. favorite Fire Emblem characters is Lynn, and you would never see her with the Awakening cast and and mm-hmm. or others. Uh, same with Marth because uh, he's like oh, o- 
he, yeah, he's like OG uh, Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Like the idea is that Crom and company are like his descendants, so you wouldn't be able to see him and otherwise. Uh, and Lynn is also Fire Emblem waifu. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I've said too much tonight, but uh, so yeah, we recommend we rec- uh, you recommend Hyrule Warriors in general. I recommend yeah. I do recommend giving it a shot, um, especially for the fan service element and just yeah, it is really cool. To, like I was just really happy the idea of playing as like uh, Darunia and Midna and all these like mm-hmm. characters you never get to play as in a normal game. Mm-hmm. Or or Impa, yeah, that too. And I'm just trying to see here. Oh, and real quick, I'll say, did you ever play Four Swords? Like the GameCube one? No, because I never had the before. The adapters, yeah. Game Boy Advance, you need. Yeah, it was, I had two, because me and my brother had GBAs. Um, but f- yeah, four, we, we did not have that kind of money. But um, that was actually, I remember it being better than we expected. We never beat it, but it was actually a kind of a cool take on it. It sounds mm-hmm. like Triforce Heroes tried to do a similar thing, but didn't do it as well. Um, yeah. Like, multiplayer Zelda does seem like a tricky thing to pull off, especially with modern mechanics. Yeah. But if they try again, you know, maybe they'll someday get it right. But for now, single player is a better way to go. I did want to say, I, we did talk a little bit about Breath of the Wild story, but how did you feel about it as a game? I loved it because I really love Skyrim. So when yep. you put <laughs> Skyrim and Zelda together... Basically... It is everything I love in a story. Um, so I'm really excited for the next... Because they can't go back. No, they, oh, yeah, they have said, they've confirmed, because, well, one, Breath of the Wild was huge success, critically and, you know, oh, financially for fans. They have said, yeah, no, for, like, main home console entries, this is going to be the new foundation. Um, and... They rented stuff I, like, like, yeah, like remakes, like Link's Awakening, maybe more spinoffs. They can do smaller scale stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, Zelda's open world now, if you're talking big, big entries. And it's... I'm... I am ready to see where they can take it now. Because what... There's now with it being open world and like, yeah, go ahead. Fight yeah. Ganon in your underwear. See what happens. Yeah, that's a okay. thing that people they were saying from the beginning. If you want, you can go and take on the final boss and possibly win from the start. And I think and some people that, have been able to do that. Oh, of course. Of course they have. But it's just like that amount of freedom. Right. I'm just like, just, just oh, and pour it I, on Nintendo. I can't I, wait. I have two things I, I want to say there. I think that's both... You know the reason for well, I talk about my biggest complaint with the story, and I think they basically justify it by saying if we had to, if we had more story, we'd have to make things a little more focused, and we really want to encourage you explore, discover, just do what you want. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I find interesting, I got we got to give some credit to that first NES game because they said that's what gave them the idea to make oh, a yeah. Zelda that's just focused on exploring, just you know mm-hmm. a lot more in depth and modern. And I, I will say right now. Because I've seen people wondering about this for a while, and if it's ever going to happen, like, guys, Ocarina of Time remake with Breath of the Wild mechanics. Let's make it happen. I don't think that would work. Why not? I think because the story is so contained, because you I guess the time travel stuff would make it difficult, too. You'd have to change, you have to make two different maps. You have to make two different maps, but it's just like, everything is like, you have to complete the Deku tree first because you can't leave. Oh, that's right. That's another thing they, 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 they boasted was no big tutorial, pretty much. Just go. Yeah. So, I I mean, I would love to see it in that visual style. I'd like, okay, I would like to see a remake is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if Final Fantasy VII can get a remake that comes out 
40 years from now, I don't know, then I feel like <laughs> something like Ocarina is worthy of big budget, HD, fully voiced, maybe add some new mechanics. Just, you know, mm-hmm. we've been starting to see, like, we just got Resident Evil 2. I know you're a fan of that series, mm-hmm. and I've heard yeah. good things about that remake. I've heard great things. Okay, you haven't tried it yet. Yeah, and that's apparently a case of they keep a lot of stuff, but they add and change stuff too, but people mm-hmm. are saying it works. And I'm like, that's something that I think they could do with, with Ocarina of Time. And uh, for now, I would still I still say if you've never played it, it the 3DS version is a good place to start. Oh, yeah. No, if you haven't played Ocarina of Time yet for some reason, the 3DS version is the definitive version. Yeah, yeah. And granted, I it would for people, for, for like younger gamers, it, I pretty much guarantee you're not going to get that same blown away experience we we both did because oh, no. now games like that are dime a dozen, but you'll still have mm-hmm. a good time. That's still a really you know well put oh, together yeah. experience. Uh, like there's a reason I think that it's both if you look like Metacritic and stuff, it's the highest rated N64 game of all time, and I think mm-hmm. it still might be the highest rated 3DS game of all time. Like oh, I wouldn't be. Surprised. They did like a straight a very pretty straight port 15 years later, and people were still gaga over it. That's 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 hard to do. Mm-hmm. We're probably draw, starting to draw some stuff to a close. Uh, I will say, what would kind of stuff would you like to see in uh, future Zeldas? Because we obviously talked about how you'd like, you know, definitely more build on the Breath of the Wild Foundation more. Like, it's what is stuff that you would like to see them revisit or even try for the first time? If you have any ideas, I mean, hmm. Oh, that's a very hard question. Kind of put you on the spot there. Yeah. Like, okay, let's say like if they did do some sort of follow up to Breath of the Wild. Or, uh, or even Hyrule Warriors. Like, what's the kind of stuff you'd like to see added or changed? Do you know? I would. I. Hmm. I'll say now. I think the idea of different forms would be cool to bring back. Like in Majora, um, Majora's probably the best example oh. I can think of. Mm-hmm. I would also like them to have yeah. Zelda playable, but I think they've said no. We're not doing that. Which yeah, damn. I feel like if. <sighs> Hmm. Oh, that's. I would also oh, like to do a concept. Oh, go ahead. I would like to see them do a more um, Renaissance, more like Renaissance setting. Hmm. With Zelda, like tone down the fantasy and play up the grid or something. No, I mean just like the aesthetic. Twilight Princess like got it- pretty close. Yes, like, uh, like expand that. I, that's the one thing I did love about Twilight Princess. The look? Is that high, the, not the look, but that Hyrule town center. Yeah, that felt the most realistic of any Hyrule town in the series. More, more of that. Like, more... Grit? <laughs> not, not grit. Uh, I, detail. I don't... Density. Detail. Detail, yes. More... More yeah, detail. Because I feel like if they continue with... Because I don't know if they're going to continue the story with Breath of the Wild. No, this, this, the format of the gameplay is what they're sticking with. Yeah. So, like, the next step would be, like, civilization is rebuilt. Yeah. So I would like to see... J- just make Zelda Skyrim. <laughs> First person, <laughs> Bethesda, a bunch of glitches, <laughs> talking see, dragons. Talking dragons. Oh, oh, I told my- people this. Do you know who the voice of the main dragon is? Like that old one you find on a mountain? Oh, uh, Parthenax? Who is Yes, that? do you know who his voice actor is? No, I do not. Charles Martinet, Mario. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Also, he's Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. He's a natural actor. <laughs> Look him up. 
my gosh. Yeah. I know the Skyrim mod of it just being. I'll bet it exists. Part. I'll bet there's one where they dub over all his dialogue with Mario quotes. Oh uh, I met that guy awesome um, a couple years ago, by the way. Nice, really nice guy. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, he's very enthusiastic about... Uh, he actually hadn't heard of Mario before he got the role. But now he actually does play some... I think he said Mario Maker's his favorite game now. Oh, see, that's what I want. Like, a Zelda Maker? Odyssey game. Oh, a Zelda Odyssey? What? Like, so you know Super Mario Odyssey? Where yes. they were just these very, like, lush, lively, like, inhabited... So- Okay, so more, like, individual dense areas compared to the big open yeah. stuff. Yeah, that might change. That well, might be a good change pace. I like the, well, well, like, Odyssey was big, but it was just, like, every world had its distinct yeah. personality. And, I like I said, like, it's you can very much tell that, like, there's just so much you can do yeah. with fantasy. And I just want to see more of, like... Like, you go into a town, and it's just bustling, bustling with, like, people and, like... Yeah. They did the best they things. could in Ocarina, given the limitations, but they can do a yeah. lot more now. Um, they can do a lot more, and just, like, like more... Uh, I, 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 you remember a neat point, which is that I think... I do think Nintendo started to embrace the idea of open-world-style games more. Like, Mario Odyssey isn't true open-world, but it's the closest that series has gotten... Yes. And uh, the Xenoblade series has been a bit hit, big hit for them, too. And that is open-world mm-hmm. RPG. Um, and actually, fun fact, that, that developer, Monolith Soft, helped with Breath of the Wild. Because oh, Nintendo's okay. internal teams were, were... That was kind of a new thing for them, open-world. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting to note. And, uh, yeah, I I don't want the... The format shouldn't be one-to-one with Breath of the Wild in the, in, for the, whatever comes next, because then it'll feel a little redundant. But... They've given a good – it was very refreshing for this series. So I remember – I think Skyward Sword, besides being disappointing, was also the point where it was like, okay, you can't – I don't just want another game that's structured like Ocarina again. Do surprise me. And I remember mm-hmm. I was telling people there were two things I want for the next scale game. One, pull Skyrim and make it open world. And two, yeah. give us some goddamn voice acting. And they did both. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm like – my main complaint – like I said, my main complaint about Breath of the Wild is more story, please. But uh, other than that, a wonderful game and – Kind of unique, even as open world. Like, even if you just take away the Zelda from it, there aren't really mm-hmm. other open world games like that. Yeah, that really encourage on foot climbing, just the cooking. This all these interesting little. I love. I love yeah. the cooking mechanic. Oh, I love the music. The and Link is humming along like that. Get another little bit of character there. Also, if you did, you ever try opening a treasure chest without clothes? No, but I've seen it, the things, and it's like, ah, He stubs his it. toe and hops around in yeah. pain. Um, and other little touches, like how he shivers if he's underdressed in cold weather. Like, mm-hmm. it's another, that's another, maybe not so much a cut scene, but when you play the game, that's a pretty emotive link. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and I also think I to get credit. That was also kind of a big shift for, maybe not Lincoln Zell's designs, but definitely their wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no more green and pink. It's blue now. It's um, blue. It, it was a very, and then, like, the fact that, like, you said he wasn't in the green tunic. Like you have, you have to do all the shrines to get his green tunic. Yeah, no hood either. By default, he didn't have a hat. No, and um, it was a, it was very good. But like, yeah, those cool. designs were so great. Yeah, and uh, I was kind of bummed out that there was, you know, there's no sign of Breath of the Wild, Zelda, and Smash Smash Ultimate. Um, even though, like I've said, yeah. that Ultimate design waifu prime, but um, they actually said. 
it, you know, kind of from what we talked about, they were like, the Zelda and Breath of the Wild was more studious and reserved by nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, if we just put that design there, it really just would feel strange if you played that game. Yes. Um, Which was great, and it makes sense. Like, yeah. it made sense. Yeah, it was also a good excuse for them to say, like, let's do a new take on, I think they said it was kind of a mix of different designs for Ultimate, but mostly uh, Lynch the Past, yeah. if you look at artwork for that. Yeah. Um, and last thing I want to say, do you have anything you want to say about like spinoff material? Like, have you, have you read the manga? Cause I know I wanted to mention that to you. Yes, I have read the Ocarina manga. It's good. It is so good. I've been I mean, like, there, there's, go ahead. The, there's no, like, it shouldn't be that good. No. But it's great. Cause I want to talk about the idea of, you know, people are wondering, Nintendo's starting to open up the doors about, you know, finally doing more adaptations for TV and movies. We're getting mm-hmm. a Mario movie at some point. Detective Pikachu's coming out in a few months. There's probably more of the way in terms of TV and the like. Um, and people are like, I will say briefly, I've never watched a full episode of that old Zelda cartoon, but uh, it is dopey. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah, the 1980s one. Both that they had very little to go off with back then and that they just didn't take it seriously at all. It was a romantic mm-hmm. comedy with really silly... And that dumb catchphrase, excuse me, princess. Uh, uh-huh. The only thing I would give props to is that Zelda was as much of a strong character as Link, but yeah. Um, and so it's, I'm kind of I, – I think one thing that people point out is it could be difficult. If you were going to try to directly adapt to any of the games, a lot of the, their structure would be difficult. Like you can't make Ocarina a movie and go, go to this place and this place and this place. All right, now go get this, yeah. this, and this. Um, and granted – the uh, the manga is still sticks to that, but there's a, it fleshes out and even restructures a lot. Like mm-hmm. the idea of um, what's the Vol- Volvagia, the, that dragon boss. Oh yes! Oh, that was heartbreaking. Because they the make manga. it, they add it a thing where like, okay, when Link was a kid exploring the market, he bought a baby dragon in captivity and ended up letting it go, and then yeah. realizes later it was brainwashed by Ganon and tries real hard to snap out of it, but has to kill him. Yeah, that's oh, great. That was so hard. And um, others, other like other stuff touching on Link has an encounter with Zelda in the market before that whole meeting, where she trying to sneak mm-hmm. out and live normally, like a cute bonding moment. Oh um, yes, man! I wish I had read it more recently, but uh, it, it it both it revamped some stuff and kept some stuff, and it, it none of it really felt mm-hmm. wrong. And granted, like yeah, a lot of the dialogue and stuff is still it's very anime. Like mm-hmm. um, there's stuff that is is like battle cries and stuff that Link says like you know traditional over the top but i i'm like if you if people were ever to say hey we're doing either like a single season anime or a movie about karina i'm like you would still want to refocus the whole shrine dungeon visit stuff Mm -hmm. but this would be a great starting point to look at in terms of fleshing out the characters yeah um and what's another thing oh and again when i saw how they made adult zelda looking bad i was i was like ooh. (laughs) <laughs> I think I've said too much about about my history with with the Princess Zelda character, but it's also they've done those. It's a duo of artists who have they've adapted most of the modern books. I mean uh, mm-hmm. games, and I read some of the Ocarina one too, which is pretty cute. And their art style is wonderful. Oh, I love their art style. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. cute. Characters are cute. The villains are menacing looking. Like they do Ganondorf and company. Like a lot of good, like stark shadows. Like he's intimidating mm-hmm. as fuck. And they even do a great thing where like it's showing like the actual invasion. And I remember like he corners Zelda mm-hmm. and just goes like, "I put your father to sleep mm-hmm. forever." Like twist some twisted stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
because they never really say what happens to the king in that game. Uh, and I will touch on real quick, uh, not because it's good, uh, the Zelda CDI games. <laughs> I've never played them. I actually found out a couple years ago, one of my best friends, my second cousin, he said, yeah, I had a CDI growing up. I had those games. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he even knew then, oh, this is not the Zelda I know and love. And I won't go into the full history of like how did that and Hotel Mario happen, but look it up. Basically, Nintendo made some mistakes when Sony yeah. offered to make the PlayStation as a Super NES CD, basically. And they said no and went with Philips instead. Uh, they regret that. And those games are horrible to play, but the cutscenes are very unintentionally entertaining. Uh, they're actually they're doing a re-MA collab for those, which I've been following. Are you familiar with that with those uh, collabs, like that concept? Yes, I am. Yeah, I've I've been excited by some of the art I'm seeing for like the Zelda, like Zelda designs, and the like, mm-hmm. and uh, same thing with I'm seeing with the Wario stuff, which is like people I'm I'm seeing they either they either do like really impressive visuals, but they can also do very mm-hmm. funny actions like somebody i somebody i gave a shot to for that's just a shot of like different types of food he did mm-hmm. pretty simple art style but like every food item was a reference to a game or a cartoon like he had a rice ball with with a brock from pokemon's face on it he had cookie cat <laughs> from steven universe he had the maxim tomato from kirby like a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. uh but so yeah seek out those cutscenes for a good laugh but never ever never pay, pay money to play those games they are not fun right. um and would would you be curious? Do you think like, if they said they were going to try and do another Zelda adaptation, would you be hopeful about it? Like, do you think they could pull it off? I'm sorry, say that again. You cut out. If they were going, if they did say they were going to, because I was talking about that manga gave me hope that you could mess around with these stories and make a good, you know, standalone narrative. If they said mm-hmm. they were going to do a new Zelda show or movie, would you be hopeful? No. Okay. Why is that? Because I don't think, unless it was an original story, mm-hmm. I think it would be a very terrible idea to adapt a game into a movie. A movie. It's hard. That's why the majority it, of of we still haven't had a truly good game movie. That's part of it. Part of it was also that once they when they started in the early '90s, the games didn't rely on narratives as much. Like Mario yeah. had very little story and stuff mm-hmm. like or Mortal Kombat and stuff. But um, Mortal Kombat's that, a great movie. It's so cheap. It knows what it it's, is. It's a great B movie. I'm talking to like you know critically acclaimed. Um, but We're it never is. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. If you're and that it is that what that's a pretty faithful get movie too because mm-hmm. you know people complain about Mortal Kombat being violent, but it never took itself that seriously. Oh no. Um, but. Uh, um. But yeah, I no, think- it's, it's still hard these days because, you know, games are formatted differently, even the more cinematic mm-hmm. ones. And also, it just seems like there's a lot of cases where the people who are making the movie don't know what they're doing. Like, those mm-hmm. Resident Evil movies, terrible and Ugh. very detached. And now that director is doing Monster Hunter. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. We don't talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially if you're a hardcore game fan. Like, you, a lot of those characters done real disservices. Outside, the outside only the reason... I am seeing Monster Hunter is solely because of Tony Jaa. And that's it. Of who? Because I, Tony Jaa, the martial artist. Oh, is he in it? He's the, he's the, he's the hunter. Wait, is he the main character? Yeah, he's basically, oh. so basically. I assume he's just going to cast Mila Jovovich again because it's his wife. I know she's in no, it. No, so, so basically the story is. This American SEALs team 
gets sucked into another dimension. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And so they meet up with Tony Jaws character who's living in the Monster Hunter world. And okay. his costume actually looks like a Monster Hunter costume. Okay. Uh, what like, I see, it kind of looks like he and Miljovic will kind of both be the leads, I'm guessing. Yeah. She's the like, lead of the military. He's the main from this world. Yeah. But like, Ron Perlman's going to be in it too. I like him. Yeah. I'm only going to see it for Tony Ja, And that's <laughs> yeah, and you're probably and you're not expecting a great movie either. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I think a Zelda TV series might be easier to do because if they were to try and adapt one of the games, they could space things out a little more. They would be able to reconfigure things, but keep a lot of the the stuff that people would want to see. Because um, mm-hmm. that manga is basically, an, it might as well be an anime adaptation. I could totally see them that be as like an OVA or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and yeah, I think it's just the fact that something else that would give me hope if they did it. It's kind of like we were talking about with Alita. Like, the series has been around long enough. It had enough of an influence on so many creators and people. There are probably mm-hmm. a lot of people with clout in Hollywood who love, who genuinely love that series. Yeah. Um, so if you gave, if you got someone like a Robert Rodriguez or James Cameron who was like, "I love this series. Please let us make this the way we want to," because that's mm-hmm. that's another thing that can sink a lot of promising movies, video game adaptation or otherwise, is studio meddling and and or incompetent like detached directors. Um, yeah, and I I remember a crazy thing. There was a rumor going around that there was going to be a Netflix live action Zelda show a couple years back. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was. And then it was rumored. It was. It was. I think they it came out like there had been talks way before that, but they fell apart by the time the rumor was out. Um, but I'm like, yeah, that's live action TV show. I, I mean, I would rather any Zelda adaptation be live action. It can be like mm-hmm. detailed CG, but the the world is as a whole and the character style as enough that'd be weird to. But who knows? Mm-hmm. And maybe someday we'll get a Metroid movie starring Brie Larson. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see that post of hers? No, I didn't. Last Halloween, she dressed as Zero Suit Samus and on Instagram, whatever, said, Hey, Nintendo, if you ever want to make a Metroid movie, uh- give me a call. Like, I she, would rather have Gwendolyn Christie be Samus. Oh, she's good too. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'll just say real quick, I think Metro would be the hardest series to adapt because that's such a, by nature, solitary story. Yes. Minimalist. When, when they've had games where they add the other characters like other M, people don't like it. Like that would be really hard to do. Really, really hard to both make a good movie and one that fans feel is faithful. Mm-hmm. But maybe some sort of shorts or something. Like, I don't know. I'd be open to seeing... Like, uh, I know what I will say. Fire Emblem is tailor-made for anime series. I still can't believe they haven't done anything mm-hmm. with it lately. Um, and real qu- and I think we should start winding this down. Though I will say, if there, while we're just on this topic, are there any games that you would love to see adapted into movie or TV that haven't yet or, or lately? Mm, I mean, not really. Because for me... Oh, oh I'm sorry. We've been talking for two hours. It's okay to be tired. Um, I play video games because it's an interactive story. Taking the interactivity out of a familiar thing like that with, was weird, or by nature, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it, it's understandable. It's be weird. But yeah, there's not really one because, I mean, but there are things that surprise me, like the Castlevania series was absolutely amazing. Awesome. If that was a movie, it would be the, be- the legit best that is the best game show, I'm willing to say. That like, is a very good show. And you show. don't have to be into Castlevania because it's like a loose retelling of an NES game anyway. It's just a great yeah. show. It's a great show. And I can't wait to see what he does with Devil May Cry. Yeah, because I, I know there was an anime, but people didn't like it. 
So oh no, it, yeah. So fresh people that do like the Marvel animes, which aren't very good. No, but like a fresh take and hot off the heels of Five, which is you know the return to regular Devil May Cry we wanted. Hopefully, oh yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're like very famous series out there that I never think would like, like either because like there's so little story. It's very basic, like. Mega Man has is a fun game with an appealing art style and cast, but it's it, that's just too simple. I, I just don't think yeah. you could do that very well. Um, it also pains me to say it, especially since we already saw what happened when they tried Donkey Kong. I love those characters in that world, uh, but that show, yeah. Jesus Christ, um, maybe a fun you know family animated movie. Uh, not because that's not one that should take itself that seriously, but who knows. Mario's yeah. definitely too because we we know that's happening, and they've even been saying they're aware, like uh, both. Because, you know, Illumination also doesn't have a great track record. But, uh-huh. well, okay, one thing I'll say about that is Nintendo is still, at this point, very hands-on with it. Miyamoto's a producer. Yeah, okay. They're they're even saying, like, if they can't sit on a script that, that they don't like, they're just going to cancel the movie rather than make something mm-hmm. shitty. And they were even saying, yeah. like, the head of the studio was saying, like, yeah, we know about that original movie. And we kind of see that as adding to the challenge of something. He was actually saying this is a series with characters and a plot that were not intended with movies and that kind of storytelling in mind. So we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do you translate that in a way that feels faithful but still works as a movie. And honestly, I'm willing to give that a shot because it is possible for a studio that may, mainly makes mediocre or bad movies to do something great. Uh, Blue Sky, I don't like most of their movies, but Peanut, Peanuts movie was wonderful. Uh, and mm-hmm. most recently, Sony, hot off Emoji movie, gave us Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which won a, a superhero movie, won a Best Picture Oscar or something great. Um. So anything is possible. Uh, but going back to Zelda and finishing thoughts, I'm, I've come to terms that I'll never have an experience and investment like Ocarina of Time again with it, most mm-hmm. likely. But I still get interested when they announce new, especially main home console entries. Uh, oh, and yeah. Breath of the Wild left me very hopeful for the series to continue to grow and show us manifest itself in new, surprising, and entertaining ways. And... Uh, there's still a lot of good old entries to go back to. I think we both agree that the NES one's not the best. You're not big on the GB Game Boy ones. I'd say give those a, a shot. If you can get over, mm-hmm. you know, find a guide or something, because they're, they're pretty good with, like, the puzzles and, and powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously do not touch CDI, but maybe give Hyrule Warriors a try. Yeah, uh, do, you have, do you have any closing thoughts on the Zelda series? It is, well, for me personally, it's such a a, a series of enjoyment and love and like i said i played with it with my brother i mean uh we a little side story when me and my brother finally got our gamecube it was towards the end of its life and oh i'm sorry it's gonna age me uh there was a funko land by my house oh yeah and they had a copy of wind waker for twenty dollars and me and my brother pooled our $10 allowance together to buy Wind Waker. And it, that was it, a big get, I'll bet. Yeah. So I just have so many just fond memories of the series. It's a great series. Um, my, my engagements, my wedding wing and engagement set is a Zelda thing. My husband's nice. marriage band. Actually, Chris is. Chris has, I think, some of his and Serena's wedding uh, stuff is Pokemon themed. 
Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. like our, our invitations were based on Zelda. Our, our cake topper is... Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of cool uh, video game themed weddings. And I mean, I'm not even dating right now. But if I ever do get married, I would love to, if she's <laughs> up for that, doing something like that. Because who knows if I'll marry a geek or not. Um, I, um, let me just clarify. Uh, I need to ask, so, did you, when you were talking about, did you say the end of its life for the GameCube or the end of his life for your brother? Oh, uh, the GameCube's life. My brother. <laughs> That's why I said, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying your brother passed away shortly after. No, oh, God, no, 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 no. No, he's alive. He's okay, exactly. okay. <laughs> no, I didn't it was want, the GameCube's life. I didn't want to like, interrupt uh, to clarify that in case I was interrupting a sad story. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, no, it's just such an iconic series. Yeah. And it stuck around for a good reason. Yeah, it's, it's there's a reason why it's there's concerts of its music. Oh, I it's, went to one of those a couple of years ago at Wolf Trap. It was around the Aquarium 3D time. Wonderful. Oh yeah, I went for it too, and it was I was in awe. Yeah, we didn't how, touch on any of the music. Uh, That's another thing strongly about Aquarina, one of the best uh, soundtracks. And actually, another thing about Breath of the Wild it doesn't have much music. That was a bit of a shame, but it was to be ambient. Yeah, it was very um, – but no, if you ever have a chance to go to a Symphony of the Goddess – Do it. Go. It's great. I like to do it one of the just, Pokemon ones too. Oh, uh, I would love to go to one of those. It's great. Yeah, um, or especially – I don't know if it'll happen anytime soon. They did one for Kingdom Hearts, and I love that soundtrack. Um. Oh, yeah. I think those are starting out in Japan though because, of course, it is. Well, they no, they did some in the U.S. in the lead up to like Kingdom Hearts oh, 3 and stuff. But I don't okay. know if they're doing ones again anytime soon, but I would love to. Um. Side note, do you know what the composer for those, game, those games did before? No. Mario RPG. Oh! Another terrific okay. soundtrack. And they actually brought her back for the Mario and Luigi series. Oh, nice. Yeah, she, uh, Yoko Shimamura. Uh, I also want to throw out another, another uh, Nintendo name. Do you know who, uh, I, I might say it wrong, Aiji Aonuma is? Uh, he's in the credits for a lot of Zelda He's games. basically been the head guy for the series since Ocarina and the Switch to 3D. Um, oh, okay. I believe Miyamoto was still pretty hands-on for that Majora, but after that, he kind of passed the reins to Anuma. So stuff oh, okay. like Wind, Wake, Wind Waker, Tri Princess, and uh, especially Breath of the Wild, we we hats off to that guy. That can't. I'm sure it's, there's a lot of pressure every time he does one of those. Um, oh yes, and he's he has a very solid track record with them. And I mean, that's up to see. I mean, the team of all these games, like. A big game like that is hard work for many people, and um, and I can't imagine how much intensity they feel. And it's like, yeah, you're on the new big Zelda. I mean, Breath of the Wild must have been crazy too, because they realized what a big departure they were taking. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, would they once they're, I'm sure they reached a point where they're like, no, wait, this is this is going to be great. <laughs> At least I hope so. Yeah. Um, so that's going to bring it close to this episode. A uh, very nice, lengthy episode. Maybe I'll maybe I'll break it into in. Because uh, I know Bianchi said you haven't listened to it. I, sometimes when we have really long ones, I break them into two halves. So maybe I'll save the, uh, oh. I'll do give the Alita talk its own uh, episode to get it out sooner, and then we'll I'll edit down the uh, Zelda one. Uh, oh, but okay. again, I want to thank you for uh, for finally being able to to make it on the show. Oh, this was a very fun conversation. Sure. Um, fresh off the the fresh off a nice trip to Epcot from the sound of it. Yes. And uh, again, where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, so my Twitter is Pyrastar, P-Y-R-R-A, star, S-T-A-R. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with my Instagram, Pyrastar. So. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Been following you there for a while. It's a mixture of selfies, talk about media and, and mm-hmm. uh, events and stuff. Like a nice, 
very well rounded. I would I would compare it to uh I would compare it to Chris's account. Um only I don't think you draw. <laughs> that was no, not an insult, um, by the way. <laughs> um so yeah, we uh I have I I have some possible ideas for guests uh for the I think actually yeah, I think um, I'm going to aim I won't say the guest just yet. It will be a first time guest from another podcast. Uh, but it seems it looks very likely right now that episode I want to say thirty four thirty five I can never remember uh, we're going to be talking Futurama, um, hot off our Simpsons talk and talking about the other uh, I guess older uh, Mac Manning show now because now uh, Disenchanted is going on um, or Disenchantment I can't remember but uh, yeah I look forward to talking that with our first time guests. It's possible that we get rescheduled and we'll have someone else first, kind of like what happened with this in the Kingdom Hearts episode. Uh, but look forward to that. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, I'm kind of spread thin on Twitter these days. Like I said, the show is at SketchWatchPlay and Facebook.com slash SketchWatchPlay. Uh, my general account is Bahonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S. I'm using that a lot less now. Uh, I would say follow Behan Art, where I post a lot of drawings. I'm trying to do as much as I can. Uh, and also follow Wario Reanimated because I'm posting people's shots from the Wario Collab that I'm organizing, as well as uh, stuff related to Wario Nintendo and stuff from other collabs. Like, uh, oh, because um, I know you like a lot of Disney stuff. They're doing a reanimated part of your world. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I've already seen one line art there that's actually really, really beautifully done. Uh, and some of them are going to have jokes and stuff, but it's, I think it's a neat thing because, like, obviously we can't do the whole movie. Um mm-hmm. I think it needs to be because a lot of it has been like from like kind of dopey stuff with like the Mario cartoons or or good TV stuff like Dragon Ball. Um, I think it's an idea to take like one. Se- <laughs> They're doing We Are Number One reanimated for crying out loud. <laughs> I got oh. it. so though R.I.P. to that actor. I do know he passed away. Um, but yeah, follow those. Uh, give Bianca a follow. She has some fun stuff to talk about. Give a listen to Generation Animation if you haven't already. Uh, you took a hiatus from it for the past couple of years, but you've been uh, occasionally reappearing on it nowadays. Yeah, um, it's just that uh, I work in the beauty industry, so yeah, weekends yeah. off are very non-existent. Yeah, so they record weekends. I, kinda, yeah, I am back, but it's just like on shows I want to do or if it's like certain special episodes we do yeah like i know if you said as much like hey if they ever do anything my little pony recommended no (laughs) go listen to their episode because like bronies ruined that show for her yes (laughs) i should tell you real right real quick when i worked in a movie theater last year Mm -hmm. uh my coworker was a brony uh he wasn't creepy about or anything but the funny thing was it was a theater where they would have you write your favorite movie on your name tag uh and his favorite (laughs) he wrote rainbow rocks the second oh Equestria Girls God. movie. And so I, I asked him, um, so what do happens when you talk, what people ask about it? He's like, most of them ask, uh, what, what is that? And usually when I tell them, the reaction is just, okay, and they walk off. And I'm but not I trying do. to give him, I'm not trying to give him crap because he wasn't some creepy, weird, stereotypical brony. He <laughs> didn't go around blabbing about it to anybody. He was pretty responsible about it. Hashtag, I must not, say- hashtag not all bronies. <laughs> Not overrated. I must say though, um, Coach Bakia, they do a lot of figures. They actually just released uh My Little Pony B Shoujo line. What? And they and the art is by Shunya Yamashita. Who is that? He's uh, he does a lot of erotic art, but some oh, no. of his art No no no. These are the cutest designs I have ever seen for humanized ponies. 
Okay. And I I want the entire collection. Okay. Oh, I'm pulling them up. Okay, I'm pulling them up right now. There's like a big pinky white by one. That's not as horrifying as I expected. No, it is. I'm like, I want all of these. <laughs> <laughs> that goes against everything. Actually, well, I mean, you are an anime. You do like anime figurines. Yes, but I was. I will say, I was very shocked at the quality. I was like, these I'm are actually kind of shocked super too. Cute. Especially because isn't isn't the show ending? Like they're going to reboot it next year or something. I honestly, I don't know. I haven't I thought I read that, I but it, I mean, it's. I guess it's still doing well enough. Like I still see, uh, kid, like kids walking around with shirts and hats of it. Oh yeah, it, it's huge. Yeah, uh, and I worked in the theater when the movie came out. I was expecting more oh weird weirdos. It was mostly families. Oh, that's good. Eh, I don't want to be too harsh on bronies, though. Like I said, my coworker <laughs> was actually pretty pretty good about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that is on the topic of bronies. That is going to bring our Zelda on Alita episode to a close. <laughs> Man, tangents, what a thing. Um, yes. So, again, thank you to Bianca for, for showing up. For showing up. For, no, for uh, mm-hmm. for both the idea and taking time from from a busy day to do it. And uh, thank you for encourage, for her encouraging me to see Alita. I don't think I would have otherwise, yes. and I enjoyed it. Um, and we both – well, you recommend mm-hmm. the manga other than the ending. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. And we both recommend the movie. And uh, what's a good Zelda quote to uh, close things on? Sketch Watch Play. It's a secret to everyone. Oh. I wish it wasn't, though. Oh. Our listeners would be nice. Oh, man, I don't know any Zelda quotes, to be honest. Uh, what's what's Tingle's catchphrase? We're not going to end this episode without mentioning Tingle. Oh, uh, cool Olympa something. For a second, I thought you were just going to you just gonna go, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good Tingle <laughs> catchphrase. Fuck. There's something, something cool, Olympa, and that's all I know. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> It's the legend of Zelda and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Tech's levers too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up.